Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. So, Nick Dearman not very happy. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's not, it, it's absolutely, we put in four, well, we, yeah, it's, well, it's dropping. The track's actually really quite nice out there. It's filthy offline, but it's actually quite nice to drive on. It's quite, yeah, it's not, it's lost that greasy feeling it had um, as, we, as, as the light began to go. Um, 27 and, and, degrees on the track and in the air. Uh, so it's coming down, clear skies, no wind really to talk about, and the run to the flag starts here. 29 laps for the leaders, 41 laps for the TCR cars. So now, if I do the quick calculation onto where we are in terms of how many laps there are to go, 95 laps to go. So. 12, 13 laps away from two more stops after that. Yeah. Oh, okay. f- from yeah, sorry, from one. Uh, yeah, from two stops. It, it obviously 82. If you stop, then you can do it on one more stop from there. Yeah. Yeah. We Ben's going to run this run. Then uh, Simon's going to take over. Then Darren will run to the end. Then maybe there'll probably be a splash and dash towards the end. But that's for the yeah, TCRs, yeah. by the way. I was talking about the 41 oh, laps. Sorry. It's 20. Oh, okay. It's 29 it's for you guys. Between 29. 20, yeah, 29. Uh, so how much of the rest of the race have you been seeing, Nick? Have you been able to take in? I haven't been watching. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've mostly been watching our car during the inter- intervene. I've, I've obviously got the, the full timing up, so I've seen the coming and going. Obviously, the WRT is hitting the front. Um, the gradual fade away from uh, from the, the Broika's favourite car, which obviously started when we saw the accident which Luke had when I was on last time. So yes, yeah, so I've, I've had a look at the overalls, but it's 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 quite hectic out there. It's, it's, you 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 see, you're, you're trying to protect your own car most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as we say, I thought you did a cracking cracking job in your stint, having not done any darkness running. Surprisingly, and I do I, I don't mean this in a nasty way, but it surprised <laughs> me how few people had done any darkness laps. We had some of the top team drivers on saying, oh, we hadn't realised there was going to be so much dark because we didn't realise it was going to be run on the March schedule rather than at this time of year and we thought there might be a couple of hours and we've had what Johnny over four and a half hours of darkness Uh, it will be yes it was I mean uh, the sunset was officially at 6.46 but it didn't go properly dark till probably 7 o'clock local time it's now 9 o'clock so yeah we've had uh, just over two hours with three still to go yes it's probably closer to five hours of full darkness yeah, that was a surprise. That March 28th thing, we we had already done a run plan, which wouldn't, which we've seen neither me nor Joe running in the dark, um, and then suddenly we got two and a half more dark stints. Um, uh, got, uh, got an extra one this morning. We realised about the clocks going back thing. <laughs> so, ah, yes. It, it just it just came darker and darker and darker every time we every time we looked at it. But, oh, um, Ferrari going slowly, just pulling out the wear there of one of the quicker Porsches. Well, that's a car that's well down the timing at the moment. So the RS racing car, Luca Tosato. Uh, it is. Yeah. Good spot. Straight line, the uh, Scari Champagne. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Let's have a word. Uh, trying to get through a few uh, driver interviews as well. Uh, joining us in the broadcast booth, hello to 
EB Motors driver Federico Torada. Federico, how's your race gone? Uh, not bad. Well, let me say something first. That driver is a very big word. That put it to myself because I'm a race engineer and this is my first experience in a in a sim in a race with uh, simulators. Uh, so the race has been going good uh, for the first few hours, but then we had with uh, with another car unfortunately this caused us uh, 20 minutes of repair time but end of the day we are still enjoying it and uh, the other drivers are uh, pushing all the way through for uh, for a recovery it'd be interesting to ask you Federico if I may uh, yes. we talk we always ask the drivers about the crossover between the real world and the sim world what about the engineering? side of things uh i racing isn't a game it's a simulation and the amount of of changes you can make are legion and i think it would be quite easy to disappear down a rabbit hole in that i mean are, are you able to transfer some of your engineering skills in into this uh, absolutely uh, we we do Usually, uh, if you see the name of the team, AB uh, Motors is the team uh, uh, with which we cooperate and we work for, uh, such as other teams in BTCC or Chinese touring cars as well and in GTs. And uh, powered by Hexatron Racing System is the company I work for. So basically myself and my colleagues, uh, such as the race engineer who's supporting us today, Maurizio Soro and the other driver, Fabio Magnani, who himself is a race engineer, have several experience over simulators and combining this with the real world. So actually what you're asking is that all the changes we do in real life, we brought them to the simulation and uh, such as data analysis as well, has brought us to the level of performance that we have in the car. Then from that point, uh, you have to drive it. Uh, usually this is the job of the drivers and not of the engineers such as myself. Uh, but yes, indeed, uh, it's very, very close to the real world, uh, such as in settings and such as car behaviors and how the car is behaving to the changes. So this is really interesting. I'm impressed you haven't employed any driver excuses. Um, I, I, wonder, <laughs> I, I, I wonder I, I wonder if uh, uh, Federico... Uh, that you, I mean, does this give you? Um, I know you have respect for the guys that you work with, the drivers that you work with. Does it give you even a little more respect and perhaps a little more understanding uh, of their side of the thing? I know that you're not being thrown around in a car and you don't have the heat and, and all that sort of thing, but certainly the concentration levels must be right up there. That's what the real world drivers tell us. Uh, yes, exactly. I indeed, I can't complain, I can't bring excuses because, uh, as you said, because at uh, end of the day, my job is to dig into data analysis and uh, suggest the drivers and give tips on driving style and how to improve uh, their performance. So I'm sitting uh, usually in a truck or in sitting in the office and uh, watching at the laptop, I'm suggesting, oh, you might break 10 meters later and uh, try to carry more speed through there. And this is my job, uh, and that's easy, is, uh, sitting uh, on the pit wall and uh, speaking over on the radio. And sometimes I cannot, uh, the car is understeering and the car blah, 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 oh, I make the effort and something like that. But when I sat on the simulator and now I'm on the opposite side, uh, <laughs> if that's, uh, that's kind of a nightmare. <laughs> uh, where are you in Italy, Federico? 
we are based in Milan. Our company is based in the center of Milan. So uh, that's uh, in uh, region uh, Lombardia, which was heavily hit. Uh, as we all know, we are racing. Uh, we are simulator racing. Uh, because of the coronavirus. So basically, as all the races are uh, stopped and we are in a stall position, uh, here in Italy, we were hit quite bad and we were able to uh, step out of our homes uh, in the last week. And we were coming here to the office preparing this, uh, this race and looking forward to better times, to be honest, because it's been uh, two months and a half of uh, being closed in our homes. And uh, as you well know, for everybody, it's not been easy. So the, 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 best, the best side of this thing that we brought some motorsport, we are all enjoying it and uh, it is what it is. That's it. Well, we wish you all the best. Uh, our best wishes to all of you there across Europe, but especially in Italy. We know what a hard time you guys have had. I'm pleased it sounds like you've been enjoying yourself. Thank you very much indeed. And best of luck for the rest of the race, Federico Tornate. Thank you very much indeed. It's been a pleasure. So, again, we're learning all the time, JP. Yeah. Real-world engineering skills as well, well yeah. as real-world driving skills coming into it here. But, I mean, th this type of, uh, of simulation racing, is that good that actually, you know, is it teaching engineers how to do their job better? Because they won't have an opportunity to race Monza for real. This is the closest that they can get. And as he said... Used to be sitting in a truck and offering advice to drivers about you might be able to break a couple of meters later into that particular bend. Well, you know, Federico can actually try it around Monza and see whether it works in reality or whether it's just offering bad advice. Um, yeah, EB Motors with some great success in, in recent years, particularly in the Michelin Le Mans Cup that supports the European Le Mans series uh, these days, and in 2017, they're uh, Lamborghini Huracan as it was in those days. Ibi Motors well known for Porsche racing of course but uh, the Huracan GT3 utilised in 2017 and saw uh, their GT3 car take victory and they got a Le Mans spot as a result of that in 2018 and have been present at Le Mans with Porsches in the GTE category since then so I wouldn't be surprised if Federico has actually been offering advice to drivers around the great circuit de la Sarte in recent years too. Uh, this is a non-standard stop for Ben. Yes, um, yeah, I, I was watching. Unfortunately, there was a kerfuffle going up uh, up the hill, literally towards the uh, Ascari chicane. He was trying to overtake a couple of um, TCRs, and he just got on the grass and he spun it and he's pinballed it off a, off a barrier in that area. So it's um, yeah, it's a bit unfortunate to put it mildly in the pit. I've no long, no idea how long the uh, the stop's going to be, but it's not good. Um, so yeah, very disappointing. Well, you could see, I was watching. I could see it was about to happen. You can see it's caught a couple of other cars, but just uh, very disappointing. Oh. I'm sure Ben's very disappointed as well. I need to do an 11 point turn to get round. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, a car dear. rolling, almost rolling in the distance as well under the bridge itself. Still and some hate the bridge. Nice no, not, not, when sat, not when you're You'll sideways on. So he, he goes out wider to get past the the blue SPO5 car. And unfortunately, he goes a bit too wide and gets onto the grass, and then tries to correct it. And he put the, and in doing that, he just lost it. Just out of Lesmore two. Oh no, he locked it up. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he locked it up because he was being closed down. Well, it's basically going the SPO five, but he locked it up at the point of he had two two tyres on the grass. And then you're sitting sideways, which is not the best way to be. Um, ah, we've all done it. 
Rolling again now. Okay, that's good news. Uh, no, he's still in the pit lane. Uh, still in the pit lane, but that's uh, he's serious on my, on my camera. <laughs> uh, he's just started rolling now. Okay, let me... I shall refresh then and catch up with you a wee bit. Yeah, three minutes and 14 seconds in the pit for a two-hour, two-minute 45 stop. Uh, that unfortunately has dropped you out of the mm. running for that uh, 16th position. Yeah, we, we, we are aiming for 15th. And, and, uh, you yeah, weren't we, going to get 15th because you were well, eight we laps were behind. Yeah, but we were hoping for someone else to have this particular incident, ah, not us. Okay. You know, at, at that point, you begin to have to start doing things you should never do. And certainly you should never do if you're a commentator. You start thinking ill of other drivers. They can't have a bit mm. bad luck. Go on, blow up. Go on. It's a, but yeah, it's it, you know, it, it's... it's that's, that's what it is, multi-class racing. Yeah, you've got, to be, you've got to pick when you overtake and, you know, not wishing to... I, I'm not overly sure that, that that was the best move that Ben made coming up there, but I think he was under pressure from the car behind as well. So, yeah, you, you kind of... It's, it's difficult to know when to leave. It didn't help that the green car was, was, was taking his space. Yeah. Hello to Steve Grivner. Don't know where you are in the world, Steve, but he's tweeted at RSL underscore studio... Really enjoying the 24-hour series, 12-hour Monza. Can't believe it's not real life. On boards in particular, he says, look, absolutely stunning. The uh, emotion's real, though, isn't it? Oh, Nick? the emotion's real. We heard that yeah. a few <laughs> moments ago. Miles <laughs> Cook saying, watching the 24-H Monza, 12 hours. Real team engineers racing. Here's the thought. Uh, helping their future understanding. The car is doing this now. The engineer thinks, ah, yes, I felt that too. That's what you mean. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what we were trying to get over there in that interview. That you know, it does. I've I've worked with a couple of data engineers, and they are. If you trust your data engineer, uh, or your race engineer, you can get so much more out of a car, particularly when you know he says, uh, right, uh, going through sector one, you're going on and off the throttle too much through three, four, and five. It, can your left foot break? I would rather I see your left foot brake. Use your left foot more, not less, and balance the car with the brake and hold the throttle on the same, so you're not altering the pitch of the car. Mm. Half a second straight away. Wow. Yeah. And you feel that straight away, and and that's that, that's what you've you know that's what you've that relationship you've got to build. Duo Jurgen Frank still racing. Duo by SimRC. Nice collaboration between those two entities. Jurgen Frank's been at that wheel. The 176 car. A very, very long time. I'll just have a quick look down to see where he is in the order. Um, yeah, 33 laps, so he's got another seven or eight laps to do. Those cars do 41 laps, would you believe? And we're, we're getting close now to that uh, tipping point. 88 laps to go now. So not too far away for the TCR cars of making their penultimate stop should they want to. So Johnny Palmer, we're going to release you in the next 10 or 15 minutes. What will you take away from this? This has been your first opportunity to see this uh, sim racing uh, I racing 24 uh, 24 hour series race. Uh, what, are you, what are you taking away from it? Um, just the level of technology and engineering that this game kind of involves. Now that's not only in mapping the cars correctly and making them sound so so accurate, but I mean, there's so much 
information that clearly is being received by the race engine from all around the world instantaneously to keep 55 cars all going around the track at once. And as we've said, a number of people listening and watching have observed, you know, cannot believe that this isn't real. And uh, it's got to such a level now that uh, it is pretty tricky, actually, to tell the differences from a, a real race and uh, an simulated race. And that's just testament, I suppose, to the, the leaps and bounds that all this has, uh, has made in, in recent years. But to provide a race that really, from a strategy point of view, is exactly the same yeah. as a normal race. And it's it's got, you know, the, the cogs in my brain ticking because you're trying to work out who's in the best position from a net perspective. Um, so that, you know, trying to predict where we're going to be in the next half an hour to an hour is exactly the same. And... I think, you know, that the, the chat we've just had with Nick Damon, unfortunately, spotlight right on him as his car had a moment. But the, from an emotive standpoint, it's exactly the same as if these right. cars were real too. So um, what I'll take away from it is I'd love to be racing properly. Circumstances dictate we can't be, but this is very much, well, not even a second best. This is uh, almost a, a, the same thing. You yeah. know, just it's, it's motorsport, just very slightly different but I still love it. Yeah, agreed. And and the endurance part of it still is what gets me. Yeah. I, mean, I can watch sprint racing in this as well, but it, I, if I'm honest, it doesn't interest me quite as much. And that, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I would say the same about real sprint racing. I, yeah. I, I much prefer to sit down and get the software out now and have all the screens up. And if I'm looking at the strategy software and looking at the timing screens uh, and looking at the different classes, and I glance up now to see the Ferrari of Luke Broikers uh, from the onboard and, and I look up, I, I, I've completely forgotten that that isn't real life. <laughs> yeah. And what I'm hearing in my ears mm-hmm. and when I listen to this back over the weekend and you listen to it as a radio show, you, it, it's exactly as we would cover it on, on radio. Um, just looking at that, by the way, as we're now uh, in the end of this lap, we will just be... Uh, 87, 87. Once we get to about 86, 85 laps to go, then at 28, 29 laps, you're in the home stretch, aren't you? You're counting yeah. back how many full That's stints right. you've got to go. And, and just making me think there what you were saying, um, Merkel Bortolotti's just jumped in uh, and, what, six, seven laps ago, as we're heading towards 300 laps now, 297 laps completed last time around for Merkel. So, he potentially could do a double here and then give it to someone else with a stint and a bit to finish it off. Petter in second place for the second WRT, the number two car. He is 18 laps, so he's got 10 more laps. So they have got a little short stint to do somewhere. I'm trying to look to see if there's anybody within striking distance. Nick Foster's only done six laps in the optimum car after Ramiz Azam did a cracking couple of stints 29 and then a 26 lap stint his first of the race in pitch dark yes very impressive again a real superstar within sim racing though you know his score I forget the exact amount but Bruce did give it to to me a little earlier on and uh, you know he's in the top 10 let's say of uh, the sim racers and how they're scored in iRacing so unsurprising that he's been left till pretty late on in the race as a gun driver yeah. uh, you know it's a safe pair of hands more than a safe pair of hands in these dark conditions only the top three just about on the lead lap no they're not actually Nick Foster's dropped off the lead lap hasn't he 
because he's uh, one or six behind second and second is 52 seconds away from the leader so he must have just dropped behind the leader 51 and a half seconds between the two WRT Audis and then a further a minute and six seconds back so off the lead lap Nick Foster for Optimum by Simsa then Red Camel Sports, Luke Broikis can he make up for that tiny tiny mistake early on which must be eating away at him before he got back in the car what uh, 13-14 laps ago back out on the track we've got uh, here's the leader coming to put another lap on Ben Constanturis who's back out in 19th position in class no 17th position in class but has dropped a couple of laps away from the next car to make the position up novice cross on the back of the car it's the yellow uh, yellow square with the black cross on it that's the other thing about an endurance race is that the the potential for even just a minor error to happen at oh. some point in 12 hours is so <laughs> high and you know the stakes become greater and greater the further you get into the race because you think we're doing really well here this is you know perhaps surprised that we're doing so well as we are and then just the tiniest little error because you're being pressurized from the guy behind and all of a sudden all that hard work for the past six seven hours is completely undone well, exactly horrendous. what kenton cook was doing with luke breuters yeah luke was on his remember he was on his in lap yeah he had literally three corners and peel off into the pits yeah and his job was done crack and double stint mm -hmm. car immaculate not a scratch on the orange paintwork and he just pushes it a tiny little bit gets himself into a situation which I bet he looked at that over and over again and go why did I do that yeah yeah but it, if he'd been on his own you know you just get that extra little bit of time to make the decision to relax into it but because he was being forced into which side of that Ferrari to go the Atlanta Speedworks Ferrari to go into the Ascari chicane and looking back on it made the wrong decision but once you choose the left you're kind of stuck there then and then you're reliant on the guy on your right not squeezing you which in fairness he didn't no but then you think I'm arriving at this corner far too tight an angle and, and I'm going to spear off into the gravel bit. anyway yeah. so just need to shallow it out a little bit and the space wasn't there and that's it and you're in the barrier and there is no warning about that at all Alan Pross has been watching the onboard of the Red Camel Ferrari and I wonder Will if we can take a look at the onboard with Luke as well uh, that steering isn't right is it because he's turning a right hand corner and it's nearly straight and on the straight it's still tilted slightly to the left and he's just having to make little adjustments particularly on left hand turning that's the I think the residual issue from earlier on Johnny that we saw when he gets onto a straight piece of road it's a couple of clicks off centre isn't it yeah, it is yeah and it just doesn't look like it wants to turn as positively as we've seen before. It's very unusual to see Luke, who's normally very smooth on the control inputs, having to turn it and then turn it again or turn it and then turn it back. It's almost like it's got a steering box rather than rack and pinion. For those of you old enough to remember steering boxes and before rack and pinion steering, it was always a tad vague. Comes out of the Ascari chicane, had the lift off behind the... TCR Audi in front of him but that's clearly not quite right and when he comes to the parabolic which he comes next he's almost 
got the wheel dead straight as he comes through the parabolic. Look at this, he turns it in. And he's, he's having to balance that car all the time. And there it's straight. The wheel's straight and he's still turning right. Yeah. Yeah, and after a while, I suppose, the brain will recalibrate accordingly. But and it's fine if you're going down a straight because you know how many clicks to the left is actually keeping the wheel straight. But then, the, I mean, the bends are the tough bit because when do you start to straighten up and to what extent coming out of the Parabolica? <laughs> It's also tough yeah. through the, the tighter chicanes as well, Nick. Yeah, good spot yeah, looking, by Alan Prosser there. The, um, look at the timing. He's losing about a second, second and a half a lap. Um, and that's yeah, the it, fastest it, car, remember. That's got the 148.3. Yeah. That's the fastest lap of the race. And it is it's incredibly off-putting. Actually, sometimes actually you can get a little bit of bend on the steering. That's all it does. It means you, you actually have to hold your wheel slightly differently, which can be off-putting enough. But normally, associated with that, is a normally terminal understeer in the direction of the, t the, the, the wheel is bent as such. Um, you, he'll be losing just handling speed. I mean, it's it's difficult. I'm, they're obviously going to try and get him to the to his next stop and then fix it. I mean, is it is that something that just happens? He had a minor a minor little wheel to wheel bang in the last that, couple that, of laps. That's been there for quite a while now, and I think that might be residual damage from uh, the issue that Luke had when he was in the lead uh, earlier on. He's been in that car now since lap 281, and what are we on now? We're coming up to, well, he's coming on to 2.99. 300 laps up for the leader and the second-place car, who's closed him down by about a second. But uh, Merkel Bortolotti, 49.3 last time around. He's not exactly hanging about 49.5 for second. Those two cars, still the two quickest cars on the track by by some margin yeah. uh, at the moment, JP. Yeah, and their dominance has been felt, well, for a number of hours now. And... Uh, yeah, the, the average times in the early stages of Kenton Cook's last stint, I didn't think were going to quite match his previous one. But <laughs> uh, in the end, on an average time, he did it by eight tenths of a second and then handed over to Mirko Bortolotti, who we've not seen behind the wheel of that car for a little while now. Since the start of the race. He went down the shops. Yeah, he went off. He, <laughs> no, he genuinely did. I can't do the, the next one. I've, I've got to do some shopping. Inlet. The interesting thing, guys, is that there were, pra there were official uh, Creventic practices all week. So they, they, they booked some time on the servers and there's four hours, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and a two-hour official session Thursday, Friday. We didn't see the WRT cars until yesterday when they just turned up to make sure they could log on. So they've done all wow. their practice on their own and they've been sitting down there. I'll tell you what, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be, been trying in various different conditions, various different times. They'll be, they'll be running the cars. Uh, which is what, what's another great thing you do in sim racing. You can simulate, you, know, you can run as many laps of te testing as you like because you have days and hours in the day. And again, it costs you no pounds, no pence. And they'll be analysing that and they've obviously found a fantastic setup um, because they've been working on it. So it works all through the day and it's easy to drive because you, know, you don't want the ultimate speed. And it's interesting that we yeah, we saw 46 nines in, in qualify, well, in one in qualify, we've not seen anything above a 48.3. So everyone's gone for a slightly safer setup because yeah. the track has been sort of the sort of time when um, it was just getting, just, just before it got dark and when, when Darren was out, the track was, was, he said, was in the best condition he's had it in the entire week he's been out there. Yeah, so it's, it's rubbering yeah. up online, that's the thing. Yeah, so they, but they haven't. So they've they've done a lot of work, much like we've seen the BMWs do a huge amount of work at the start of the Inter series as well. Yes, they've really worked on this uh, this Audi to get it where it is, and it's paid off. And it's you know they're one of the big teams. Most of the Mercedes are, are kind of, whilst they may have names like you know Abba and Sister, they've been run by by you know guys who are you know racing drivers who are better than than we be, but they haven't got that kind of official race engineering backup. Just to 
give you a couple of pointers towards the end of the race. We'll go back through the classes, starting with TCR. Felix Luding is back out of the pits, having just pitted the last time around for the leading Audi e for duo. That's the 176 car. And with 81 laps to go, that means he can go to the end with one more stop, or that car can do it. So they've pretty much stopped at the first opportunity yep. to get to the end with one more stop after that. So that's duo by CIMRC, who are leading by a couple of laps, and they have controlled this race pretty much from the drop of the green flag. For the Porsches, well, the club sport category... As Felix has uh, refused to give up the seat, by the way, in the, in the duo uh, car. But why not? Uh, in the Porsches for the GT4s, uh, that's the duo car as well. Tom Valentini has been in that car for, what, let me see, five, six, seven, eight, nine, four laps. Uh, and he leads. Now, they're doing as many as 38 laps. So they're not quite there. They might have to do a little splash and go at the end. Um, just looking to see who's second. It's the Heli ABK car. Now, Anthony Beckman uh, is coming towards the last third of his stint. Now, I, he can go with two more stops from here. So it, it, that's going to be interesting about who has the shortest stop at the end. What's the gap between those two? Is there a full lap? Yes, there is. There's a couple of laps between those two. So that's not as crucial as I thought. And Duo controlling that class as well. Moving into the 911 category, uh, that all day has been the domain of uh, MRS. And they are first and second in 12th and 13th position. Done a cracking job. Gossier uh, Dest has handed back to... Nicholas Laubisch and Matthias Detig uh, is in the second car. They are 11 and 19 laps in. They'll get 31 laps out of those cars. So again, they've got a couple more stops to go at the very least. Maybe two and a splash for those two. And at the front of the field at 28 laps, we're still a little ways off knowing exactly how that's going to do. But uh, it would suggest to me that the guys at WRT have uh, organised themselves pretty well at the moment. Still 16 laps, 17 laps for Merkel. So that's going to take him down 17 laps from where we are now. Is going to take him down to 72, 62. Just too far to go. So he's going he's gonna to have to have a splash for three or four laps, I reckon, the leader, if he carries on now, unless he can maybe lean the car off. One more lap if you lean the car off, or, or potentially even two more laps around here, Nick. What do you reckon? Uh, you'd need to lean it off quite some time earlier. I think you can. If you, if you, ran, in, if you ran in mode two the whole time, you get about a lap and a half extra, which could be two laps, depending on you know, exactly how it's Bit of lifting cost. Yeah. Okay. That seems... We've got a penalty. I'm not surprised. <laughs> got fifth, uh, having had the car spin round, we've now got a 15-second penalty as well. I think serve that at your next stop. Yeah, well, yeah. So, Johnny, Johnny Palmer, we're going to release so that he can get home in real daylight. Uh, <laughs> That's to, kind of you. Tonight. You. No, well, I thought it would be, be, be nice. Thanks for being with us. Uh, really 
Uh, good to have you back talking on the airwaves as well. And more than a bit of fun then, eh? Yeah. Well, I've missed this because the last race I called was the last WEC race, which took place at Kota in February. So three-month layoff, pretty much. So, yeah, I was keen to knock a bit of rust off the commentary uh, skills. And um, this has been a good test because there's so much happening. You know, four different categories to stay on top of, all sorts going on, um, five hours of full darkness and relentless pace. So uh, thank you for the invitation. Sign me up for the next one. Right. Done and done. Safe home, JP. Thank you. Best to the family. Indeed. Likewise. Johnny Palmer, who has been joining us tonight. It's left to me and Nick to bring it home. <laughs> yes, well. Two and a half hours then. Still a lot can happen, Nick. Mm. And it's all about the concentration levels here. What's the plan then, Ben, to finish this stint? And then who's going to split up the last couple of stints? Well, Simon, Simon's going to get in um, and he'll run the 55 minutes. And then we'll have Darren into the end, which is now going to be what? It's going to end up being about an hour and ten. So it's about one and a half, one and a third stints to the end. So... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah, I don't think it's a bit unfair to get a penalty for that instance because we lost so much time, but I suppose the, them rules is the rules. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's interesting what you were saying about, um, earlier about you know, the sim racing and the sprint sim racing and even the, the, edu- the entertainment racing we've been seeing from F1 and to a lesser extent to the We Are the Race where they turn the damage off. You know, it's, it's to me, that's just, you know, not as interesting because there's no jeopardy there's no yeah obviously there's a limited amount of jeopardy in sim racing anyway because no one's going to damage a car and no one's going to end up with a hefty bill but if the point about this is if you make a you know if if you damage your car as we have and as so many other have you you carry a penalty you know if you damage it in in hour one you you carry it for 11 hours and you know you have that jeopardy in your performance you know this is why these you know bumper car things where where they've got you know f1 races against cricketers is all very well as entertainment but it's not that appealing to people like you know well perhaps to our, us the endurance crowd yeah don't disagree with any of that Nick uh, if I'm honest Earl Barmer Motorsport and Writer Engineering still having a bit of a scrap I'm doing mental calculations as quickly as I can for the pit stops at the end of the race yeah, I'm sure there's quite a lot of back calculation now. About, I don't yeah, think anybody at the sharp end of the field has got two full runs left. I think it's two full runs and a handful of laps. And it, I don't and he, think that it will change the late with 55 seconds near enough at the front of the field. The guys in the number two car have got to push harder if they're be, going to put the, yeah, their teammates it, under pressure. It'd be interesting to know where they are in their tyre stints as well, because it might be someone decides to do two and a half stints on the tyres, because it, the, the wear has dropped off way off as the temperatures come down. Well, Piet, so. Piotr is coming in second place. He's coming to the... He's got five laps to go to the end of his second stint. And mm. presumably then he'll get out of that car. Mirko has got... In fact, Piotr's got slightly fewer uh, laps than that to the end of his stint. Uh, he has got one lap to the end of his stint. Uh, in fact, he's just gone through to start his 29th, so he's going to do another 29-lap stint uh, in that car. They've managed to eke out that 29th lap. Mirko Bortolotti 
is starting his 17th, only 17th lap of what will be probably a 28 or a 29 lap stint as well. Kenton Cook did manage to get two 29 lap stints and was super quick, so it is doable. Yeah, but your key, your key gain, obviously, John, is in your final stop. You're putting less fuel in, so Correct. it's you know something in the. If you think about it, a, a lap is about a second. So every every le lap less of fuel you need, you'll save a second in the pits. Just uh, getting notice from a few moments ago. Incident between car 79, Writer Engineering, and 88 car collection. 15 second penalty for car 88. That was that battle we were watching. Uh, earlier on which uh, your car was involved with for a little while with the 88 car the 88 car is actually um, you know running just ahead of, of, of where we were a minute ago and it's just gone completely off the track for a while just to, to go past someone but hey ho yeah well um, there's going to be a penalty for that car as well thanks again to Alan Prosser for passing that to me so Bortolotti with t 10 laps to go before his pit stop. 10 laps will leave him, I reckon, uh, with 66 laps to go. He can do 56, possibly 58. So he's going to have an eight lap Dash. run somewhere, or that car is. So the question is, I suppose you do that. So Merkel does a double and then somebody else does a stint in a little bit. Yeah, and second in place coming the pits now. So we have a pit stopping with... Uh, That's correct. That's spot on time. Car. So they are... So of course, they, they ran that 16-lap um, short, didn't they? They got some damage quite many hours ago, which put them slightly off uh, kilter. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be... A, I it, think that it, was a disconnection, actually. Both the WRT cars have had a disconnection, which dropped ah. them a whole lap. Um, and they've had to work hard to get that back. Uh, that was a 29-lap stint by Piotr. So he, if he does two, or that car does two 29-lap stints uh, from here, uh, that's 58 laps out of 76, 58, 60. So it, it's it's nearer to three full stints for them from yeah, here. Much nearer. You know, if you think about it, it's about for the front guys. It's probably about 53 minutes uh, to 54 minutes for a complete stint and the fuel stop. So you know, so you're looking at yeah, with 2:22 to go, then there is a uh, yeah, it, 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 they're just shy of off three stints. So they will short not have to put a full tank of fuel in the third time. It's Nick Damon with me, John Hindorf, as we'll take you through the last two hours and 20 minutes. The thing for me that I just can't tell you how happy I seeing Monza in the dark. I know it's it, it is it is amazing. I, you know, the first time it's I saw right. it in the dark was when I was driving it. Um, it's it's not too bad. I was, I was trying it's to. It's all right. That on. was the first time I'd seen quarter in the dark, mate. When I went out for qualifying. <laughs> That's far worse. That's far more complicated than Monza. Monza actually I means it's really interesting. You, I, mean, it's, it, I remember um, thinking uh, you a long time ago. Um, Minardi, um, they had uh, Alex Ewing in the car, and Oop. Alex Ewing, oh dear, Alex Ewing um, had to share the Minardi because it broke down to qualify, and he didn't often oh. qualify the race. He actually managed to qualify at Monza, and I was thinking, oh, it's because Monza must be quite simple, just blast, break, blast, break. But it's actually a really, really difficult circuit. 
it is it's much more difficult, for example, than Road America, which you think would be Road Atlanta, which you think oh, would be up and down. But it's all about the, yeah, you've got to get the brake points right. You're then going to try and carry the speed to the Lesmos, and it's it's a very different challenge, being you know less three dimensional. But it's still not an easy circuit, despite the fact it looked Nick, you lay it down the piece of paper easy. So Phil Ellis giving a little love tap and a bit more maybe to <laughs> the writer engineering two car Jeff. Alganyahan and Jeff not really using enough curb on the way in there but Phil really should have been a bit more circumspect uh, than that and uh, it, it seemed like it might get a little bit nasty later on but I think that's all passed now Jeff Reef for yeah, the writer in the other car is the 78 car further yeah. up the field. Sorry, Dick, go ahead. No, no, you're absolutely right. Those little, squabble, those little squabbles have been going on up and down the field, many of them unseen. If you look at the absolute um, reams of lists of incidents that the stewards are dealing with, you'll just see how many there are. These little kerfuffles, misunderstandings, speed differences not catered for. Um, obviously, we've seen a couple of people get kicked out of what was deemed as deliberate contact, but not most of it isn't. Most of it is just, um, you know, a, a failure a of uh, understanding. Um, you know, and that one was 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 very obviously just a misjudging of, of the, the difference in relative speed or somebody not quite doing what you'd do, even though it may be what they would do every lap, but not what you'd do. So you, you, you sometimes you have to drive assessing what someone else might do, especially if they're in a different class. And the thing about the Porsches is they're very, very deceptive for the GT3s, the 911s, because they are as fast on the straight and they're as quick in the corners in many, certainly in Monza. However, they have a much longer braking distance, and that can yeah. really catch you out. Yeah, but then they're really back in again through with their mid-corner speed. Yeah, it's, and it, they get the power on super early. Track still pretty packed. We've had precious few further retirements, and that's a nice thing to see, Nick. Even people who, like yourselves, have had some issues, and you're not in with a chance, certainly, of the victory. But I think out of a potential 58 entries that I've got on the timing screen. I think, well, Brian Ortiz, how long has the Atlanta Speedworks car been in the pit lane? I think we've still got a good 42, 43 cars running. Yeah, it's 40, 43 minutes. I think, interesting. I think when I was chatting to you earlier, I think we were 43 running. Yeah. I think there's still 43 running. I mean, you know, the, the difference, obviously, the, the accidents you have in iRacing are nearly often much more spectacular than real world accidents and obviously a lot of them would completely eliminate the car but you can get the car repaired and 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 back into a, a drivable state which wouldn't be you know within the, the penalty situation so it does keep people running i mean you know, you, you lose enough so you're never going to win the race but it does keep you interested in a you know event that you know most of the people in this team there's been a huge amount of practice i mean most people have been put in hours and hours and hours to uh, to actually get onto this track i think because in many ways i think you know, there's, a, there's a big mixture of professional drivers sim racers and people like myself people like the ev motors guys who are, who are peripheral normally sitting in the car at a Creventic event and I, and I believe we kind of wanted to do the best we could for Creventic I think yeah we, we all have a kind of I investment in, in the organization there and we all kind of you know really really fond of, of you know of, of Jerry and the gang and 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 we want them yeah they, they've put this on out the good to, to entertain people whilst we wait for racing to get going for real and I think we all wanted to put on as good a show as possible for them we didn't want to yeah, we knew we weren't going to win but we didn't want to be laggards at the back looking silly can I just say, by the way, in your first stint, you were uh, in the same area of track as Team Abba Racing. And they're yeah. now in 11th position, Sam Neri. 
Yeah, they, they made they made a big mistake early on. Um, Adam Christie done that too, and he, and then they, they've effectively carried carried damage. But what they've done um, is they've they've maximised what they had at their car. Where Tom Slow, Cole, Adam Christie, and uh, Sam Neary have have turned the, the best laps they can turn, which are probably a second and a half a lap slower than the the leading cars. But they've all got down and got their head down. I've seen a couple of little minor offs, but they yeah. Whereas and that's well, a really Sam, solid just... performance. Because they could have given up. They're what? professional racing drivers. They could have given up and got home and, and, and watched something on telly. But they, from lap two, they're at a handicap. But they've sat down last and they've pl- plugged it through, which is really impressive. Last time around, Sam did a 50.5. The car's fastest lap is a 49.7. Fastest yeah. lap of the race. So, you know, that's 1.3 seconds, one and a half seconds off the best in the race. But I think that car's been damaged from so early on. We've not actually seen the performance potential of the bright green machine. No, it, lap two, it, it got a big clunk, and they. I think they, I think there is a kind of a slow improvement. I think each time you get the, if you don't have another accident, you know, it'll repair it the first time, and the next lap will come in and just repair it a little bit more. It never gets back to where it should be, but every time it, there's an extra tire wrap goes in each time, John, it gets a bit better. But I think I'm I'm really really impressed by the Abbott guys because you know they are professional racing drivers. None of them needed. You know, they were they were here supporting you know Creventic as well. Adam and and Tom particularly are, are big supporters of Creventic series and and have and both won races in the real Mercedes cars in GT3. And they could have gone home. They've got other things they could do. But they said, no, no, we're going we're to carry on going. We're going to run 11 hours and 15 minutes, hopefully, with a handicap and just see how far we can get, which is yeah. the sort of thing proper racing, proper racing enthusiasts do. And it's, it's to Hang me... On. Hashtag, it, this is endurance, mate. That is, yeah, that yeah. is the Kravenic mission statement. And I don't think... I don't think you get as much out of Kravetnik as you can do if you don't go into it with that that ideal in in your mind. Yeah, and I think it's yeah, you know, and I think it's really admirable that three professional drivers would do, or you know, paid drivers do that because they, you know, it's for us. Now we really enjoy it's our chance to have a, a get on a, a, a virtual real racetrack with virtual real drivers and, and, and have a great time. You know, we, we'll keep going until if there's any three wheels on the car because that's it's our one chance. But these guys, like Adam Chris Dillo, is running in three or four different series you know he's, he's done some of the other televised series as well so and he's, you know. he's quite a newcomer as i was saying earlier on to sim racing he's not uh, he's not a, an old hand at this he's uh, he's picked it up rather quickly no i think he actually st- put his rig together about six weeks ago the first race he had was one of our team mofo races he, he, he comes to all our tuesday night races um and he what he does is he deliberately starts at the back and sees how far he can get forward so he, he doesn't bother with qualifying. Without hitting anybody. Yeah, no, he's good. He doesn't yeah. hit him. Well, but that's, that's him. Into the pits, Reid Harker, the Kiwi Earl Bamba, Earl Bamba Motorsport team in the Mercedes. Uh, out of 13th position in class, 15th overall. The two MIS Sim Racing uh, 911 Cup cars doing great work uh, and still just hovering outside the top 10. 12th yeah, and 13th. I think they had done a really good job. I think the interesting thing was, I think we, we, we were assuming something, of course, that would happen in real life, but doesn't actually happen in the sim. They'd have the endurance fuel tanks in. So we thought these guys would have a massive advantage, but they actually ended up with a fuel tank that's only got a lap more than the GT3s. So they couldn't do what they do in, in the real world, where suddenly they disappear off for that 25 minutes uh, just you know, and, and will leave for the first, you know, on the on the stagger for the first, what, four hours they normally leave, John, we get the Porsches at the front? Uh, the... Yes, four to five hours. Um, it can be. It just depends how much they are getting out of the uh, out of the fuel tank, as you as you rightly say. 
And my will says, having having yeah, there's these six of them on the track, but I've, I've never I've not had any problem with any of them either going past me or me going past them, which is a bit rarer. Um, they all seem to be. I think that the this, this quality of the six is is pretty impressive. Yeah. And, and, and it's lovely to see some real world MRS drivers in there. It's been good. It's a nice little tie up between uh, the real world team. And the other thing I've loved about this is deliveries. The delivery yeah. has been fantastic with the real world cars. And it's getting me back into the habit of spotting cars again. Because you know, we don't get to watch all the practice sessions necessarily. So my brain's got to work a bit quicker, which it's never been very good at, even when I was 20 <laughs> years younger. Uh, and. It's been really good mental acuity training for me to start recognising some of the cars as quickly as possible. Second and third, overall, Pietra Jagodinski and Nick Foster, the optimum car, now right there. So Nick was a 2.01 last time around, so that was a slow lap against a 151 from so that was an uh so 201 that was an outlap surely for uh nick foster was it an error the 151 was an outlap for pieter jagodzinski i think um or it may have been the first flying lap yeah first flying lap so is nick what, what why did nick foster do a 201 last time around i shall tell you in just a moment let me refresh that one and i can have a quick look see how long he's been out of the pits because that's uh, well Pietra uh, has been out for a couple of laps Nick Foster 22 laps so no reason other than a problem but he's still only two tenths of a second behind that's what I don't understand and he lost 10 seconds on the last lap and that's just in fact that could just be a little glitch in the timing of course 66 Nick Foster a little bit of damage on the left rear. One of the side lights are out on the left-hand rear of that car. Oh, here we come. So let's, Excellent. Have a, let's have a look. Well spotted by Will on the replay. Coming down to Ascari. Uh, does he take too much curb through Ascari? No, he's coming up to the lime green Audi, which goes one way, then the other. No, that's fine. Kind of a bit of a blinky car ahead. And he's gone past that. So... Hmm, gonna... Seems all right there. Strange, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's very unpleasantly blinky, that one. That's another... Ooh. Well, he's very brave to do that. <laughs> Nick Foster going round the left-hand side of the uh, connectivity-challenged TCR car down towards the first corner. We've slipped back a lap or so just to see if we can find out what happens. It's all good. Bit of understeer through the middle. So still yeah. there. Yeah. I, who knows? It's uh, yeah. The the first chicane is is, and, and I've watched. Because when, when I was trying to get it work out why people were quicker through, I was watching other people, and really it is just do the best you can on the entrance, then work out what's happening for the second part. It's, it's like you know, I've got the entrance area quite nice, and then just see what I've carried, what speed I've got, what can I do to get the second, and then line the car up so you can actually get the power down. But it it is a, a oh there oh, it is no that's just that's what happened.
But wow. there we go. Good find for Will Vincent. Thank you. So that's going to be damaged. That is going to be damaged. So that's where it all went horribly wrong. Almost 10 seconds. Uh, so again, it's a TCR car. Oh, oh it's, he's got flash problem. And he's going to get, yeah. yeah he's going to get net cord. It's, oh, that's, that's so unlucky. So unlucky. Was... Coming out the second chicane with a net cord issue. Flashy TCR car. And he tries to pick his way around it and disappears, comes back. And, yeah. No. I don't think the TCR car helped his cause either, in fairness. No. No. So, let's uh, pick up one of your teammates for a quick chat. Nick, Joe Bradley has uh, finished his stint. Let's see if we can get him in there. Evening, brothers. Evening, guys. Well, mate, how, I'm going to take you, you right. All? I'm fine. I'm going to take you right to the end of the stint because we give my you, stint. Yes, we give you great praise for how you got into the pits. With I think. The leader <laughs> coming round the right-hand side of you and uh, <laughs> oh, having yeah. a battle on the left-hand side. Yeah. And you basically virtually had to pull the car. I saw you sort of jink to go in the pits and then realise well, the leader was there. Oh, well, I, I, I kind of made a bit of a boo-boo, to be honest, because I went into Parabolica far too fast. But I was wanting a quick entry into the pits. You know, you don't want to waste time. And the, the front end just washed out. I found myself in the middle of the track and I was needing to get across to the right. And I was thinking, oh, I know that that's the leader on my right hand side. And I know that's a guy who's going to be coming around my right, my left hand side. So I just sat there and I just eased off the throttle, just eased off the throttle. And they basically sorted themselves out. And then I was able to get across. But I really had, I tell you what came to mind, Frank Beeler, what went wrong? Yeah. Could have been, because you couldn't go around another lap. I take it. No, I didn't. I didn't have another lap. I had, I had zero um, fuel in there. I had like 0.7 of a lap, which isn't enough to get you round. It just isn't. It just isn't enough. <laughs> you know. No. Um, have you enjoyed so it, Joe? It's been brilliant, hasn't it? I mean, considering in the pits, by the way, after that accident for the uh, uh, RS Racing Ferrari. Nick was talking about, you know, supporting uh, our friends and colleagues at Creventic uh, and having a bit yeah. of fun at the same time. I I've been impressed at how seriously, for the most part, everybody has taken this. It's been run well by Neo Endurance, and it's 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 been more than a bit of fun, hasn't it? It's been more than a game, hasn't it, mate? Oh, always, uh, mate. <laughs> um, I think they've done a cracking job. It's been, it's been great, hasn't it? I mean. You know, here we are, 12 hours of Monza. We're emulating what should have happened in March. Uh, we don't need to go into it why we're not. But um, what a fantastic event this is. So well organised. The I've been really impressed with how the race stewards have been able to engage and interact uh, with everybody. I mean, this morning when I'm sat here in my back room in front of my computer screen in a driver briefing, I kind of had to look to my left and right to see rows of chairs that weren't here. Yeah. 
um, it really is was immersed. Uh, you just get immersed into it, don't you? And yes, it's a bit of fun, but it's you know what serious competition. We've been practicing all week. I know everybody else has. I know for a fact that you know Adam Christodoulou has been racing with us for a few weeks now, and Adam, I'm, I worry for Adam's relationship. <laughs> I really do because he's always on a sim. He's always on iRacing. racing. I really do. Livy's partner. I mean, she deserves a medal after this. Or, or as Adam said, she's glad to see the back of him. Well, to be honest, could, yes, there is the other side of that with uh, racing drivers and other team personnel being at home far more than they normally are. Ben Constantinus behind the the wheel yeah. of the Team RSL powered by Morpho, the Morpho League. T- uh, Nick was telling us all about that earlier on about the original uh, founders of that league including Gilles Villeneuve um, Jack, it's, uh, Jack Villeneuve excuse yeah. me uh, the, uh, you guys normally competitors against each other but you've come together as a collaborative effort here this weekend well we're, we're, we're not exactly rookies of going endurance racing because we've done quite a few events in fact Gary Dodds who's part of our little why is Gary uh, not on, in this by the way he <laughs> That's a long story. Okay. Off that. I'll tell you off air. All right. Uh, but his dummy <laughs> is yet to be found. It got spat out so far oh, a few really? weeks ago. Yes, oh. yes. Um, that's a story to tell. But Gary actually won Sebring, the Sebring 12 hours on iRacing. Um, and we've been on iRacing for many years. And we've been through the many evolutions of, you know, the team aspect of it, of how you can be part of a team and swap drivers in and out of the same car. Then we had day and night transition. And I mean, it is so realistic when you're when you're in the car. This afternoon, I was just getting the twilight, and what I've found from experience is that you should never rely on a shadow as your reference point for your break for your breaking point, because with day and night transition, that shadow moves just like the real world. I mean, you, you know, it really is fantastic and. You know, it's taken this lockdown for everybody, the, the racing community, to come together. And the fact that we can still all gather virtually and have this race. I mean, look at that, WRT 1 and 2. How realistic do you well, want that, this? That is absolutely that. Joe, thanks very much. Enjoy the rest of your See evening. you later, guys. Say well done, Cracking John. Us. Will do. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Joe Bradley joining us from Team Morfort. He, he didn't mention how he desperately didn't want to drive in the night. It was only the sudden fact that this race moved to March that he ended up, he was he was stinted not to be in uh, the night at all. Leader in um, the pit lane. Uh, yep, so in comes uh, Mirko Bortolotti. I assume this will be fuel only, won't it? Because uh, let me have a quick look. That's it. The end of his 29th lap. He's spot on time. Piotr's teammate will come through to complete his 11th lap in a moment or two. And this is his uh, stop after his first stint, so should just be fuel only. And then, so let's say he does another 29 laps from here. That'll take him down uh, to... hour and six to go, hour and seven to go. I've got 65 laps to go. So that's uh, 45 and minus 9, 36, 36 laps to go. So it's a stint and seven laps, isn't it, that you've yeah. got to do? And you'll you do that on the last stint if you're the leader. You'll stay out 
and just do your normal 29 lap stint then come in put a splash of fuel in and run the tyres easily run the tyres for the extra seven yes because the rotation they're in of course um john Merco will get out next time and whoever gets in will pick up fresh tyres and then just run them for effectively 36 laps unless Merco does a triple and a bit but i don't think he will he did the I... first double he's done this double uh, I, don't, I don't know you'll need to because the other drivers are, are equally good so you're not losing true. anything um, you're not like oh this is our star driver even though he's obviously a star name um, you know Kenton Cook or anything can come in and be just as quick so that's not an issue and, and, and you know it, there is a point there that I think yes you're not being thrown around the car but the level of concentration oh, is very awesome. very high and if you've do it, been doing it for an hour and 50 minutes that's enough you haven't got to do an Iron Man stint when you've got a particular a guy who's just as good as going to replace you and there's no real cost in doing it so can I, can I just point you in the direction of the uh, iRacing Nürburgring 24 a month or so ago when the guys in the winning car all did quadruple stints mm. in the middle of that race and one of them did two quad stints that is a that is a iron that is a concentration iron man i must be i did my you know i did my hour you know, a couple of hours ago and i was came off and i was drenched in sweat it's, yep. it's yeah there is the actual physical movement of it is not great you're moving your arms and your legs and you're holding your breath a lot as you because you actually do breathe very similar to with a real racing car as you come in and out of the, of the chicanes but it's just the, the, it's a pure level of concentration is 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 ridiculous i'm sure perhaps when you get a bit better um you know um, you know, then it's okay, but uh, I'm not so sure. I mean, learning, learning to breathe is yeah. one of the most important things to do. I used to always hold my breath in qualifying, which is bizarre, and I didn't even realise I was doing it until somebody told me. I was. We, we, we were doing a, a practice run yesterday, um, and you, obviously you've got. Wait, you, there are a couple of ways. There's a general team speak which we all have, which you, which you chat as a team. But obviously you tend to turn it off when you're in the car actually racing and just use the pits to car radio, which you see had as well. However, I, I left on the chat because it was just practice. And all I could hear was Joe and Simon laughing their heads off because they were listening to me breathing. Yeah. And I was breathing in, in a way like I was doing it for real. <laughs> if you can control your breathing, you can control your heart rate. That's why it's so important. And keeping mm. your heart rate uh, controlled is very helpful for not getting tired fourth place car philip ellis the black falcon team didn't have the best start of this race but once again top team top driver phil ellis whether it's real world or sim he knows which way is up yeah i mean that that, that black falcon team yeah i was watching them during the practice and they weren't practice days they weren't really um setting the world on fire but you know, they've, they've done it when it really counts, isn't it? It's just they've turned up. They've, they've, yeah, they're obviously a little bit ahead, ahead because of the stagger, but they've just turned up. They've, they've done what they need to do. They've, they've laid down the laps. I've not seen them get involved in too many incidents. Um, I'd be interested to actually see how many of their five drivers have actually used. I'm not because they had five registered there. They used all of them, John. Uh, stand by. Which car was that? Sorry, you were talking about? Uh, it's the East Team Black. Car number four. I can tell you exactly what they have done. Uh, Yelma Berman has done one stint. Colin Carazzini's done three stints for 85 laps. Dirk Muller's done one stint. Uh, Phil Ellis is in his fifth stint at the moment, 115 laps. And Gerard Teams van der Helm has done two stints. So yeah. there you go. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Yelma, I would, the interesting Yelma Berman, who's a very, very good um, 
obviously real real world racing drivers was pretty much on the same pace as me so i think he's probably very obviously he must be new to wire racing because there's no reason why it would be anywhere near the same pace as me so he's obviously on that steep learning curve the drivers all have to go through just after 10 o'clock central european time and this race scheduled for the 28th of march so we've been able to turn the clock back to exactly that point and we're inside the last three hours phil ellis iwc watch sponsorship on the bonnet of his gt3 and proper liveries john they, they are giving value to their sponsors who oh, yes. weren't giving value outside and yeah with the yeah the Preventing very much asked for everyone to get a proper paint job, and uh, not only do you have to put in the standard, um, you know, Creventic standard uh, sponsors and, this, and the proper sunstrip, but then you had that whole rest of the car to paint up with your usual sponsors. And you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not suggesting anyone's actually charging on for this, but it is, you know, a way of saying thank you for the support you've given us. And when we do get racing again, we'll be very happy to continue working with you. Yeah. Um, and the cars look great. I mean, you know, you've not, you know, normally when you do these large races, you've got nine cars, which are like, you know, just painted sort of white or, 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 or a, a plain fluorescent orange or something. But, you know, there are, every single car has a, has a design. I think, you know, even, there's only one car I could see where they really hadn't tried. I won't name names. Every other person has put on either a, a really attractive livery or a livery that completely replicates something we've seen going up and down a Creventi pit lane. Yeah, it's good stuff. And the, commitment is wonderful the temperature continues to drop but only very slowly just dropped about a degree celsius in the last couple of hours uh, in the on the track at least in the air it's holding steady at 27 degrees that's 80 on the fahrenheit scale still no clouds to talk about and humidity at 64 percent so still quite humid out there nice bit of alfresco dining we're out there for real wouldn't it? i mean we could go out we'd have a nice pizza Outside the, uh, yeah, we could just sit outside the uh, the the, the uh, restaurant area. Marvelous. Uh, I you think know, I said you can, have your, you can have your gold wristband, John, and get your drinks. I think I said uh, we're inside the last three hours. We are inside the last three hours, oh. but we're also inside the last, inside two, the last hours. two hours. Yeah. Yes, as well. Oh, it's, uh, all for my gold wristband. Uh, I've got to say yeah. the catering here has been pretty impressive. Yeah, um, you've done well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, we'll, we'll not get rid of Johnny, I don't think. <laughs> yes, he's there forever. You know he doesn't leave Tim's house for six days. Yeah, um, yeah no, uh, Johnny I've, did a good I've, job today because uh, obviously he, as he was saying, he hasn't commentated since February, since the WEC at Cota, uh, and uh, that's a you know it's a long time ago. And like anything, the brain's a muscle, and you've, you've got to keep exercising it. So it was good to have JP back, and uh, he's it's the first time he's done one of these, and he's been completely taken by it. Wants to do some more. Yeah, I think I think you know it's it's very easy to dismiss sim racing and I'm not wishing to harp back as like I was on about 10 12 minutes ago it's easy to dismiss it when you just see these as ridiculous no no contact crash fests which is it's like bumper cars on steroids when it's actually a proper simulation of a race suddenly you you can get you can invest because you know, you can invest in, in what's going on and who's driving, and, and you can follow teams, and you, you, you can be, you know, you can have, you can be a fan of a certain GT4 car or, or a TCR car, you know, and you know, even you, know, you have those comeback drives like the ABBA uh, Mercedes is coming back through the field, and it's like all those sort of things. You know, you, you you feel that you know there is the ability within this race to reward the spirit of the race. You know, even though we haven't had 
four or five oily mechanics, you know, replacing the gearbox or a half shaft that we will see in a, in, in the in the Monza pit lane for real. Five half shafts. Yes, there are people who are working hard and just plugging away and keeping going, and there's been a huge amount of work before we even got here to make this a spectacle that's worth investing your time in watching because there is a jeopardy, and and, you, and, and I think we're looking at at the end of this, we can truly say the best and the best run team will win this, whichever the top five come through. When people ask me about it, I, I, I say it quite simply this, that the same precepts that apply in endurance racing in real life, uh, what was it, what is it that Bruce says that he's saying, which I quite like, in full metal racing, which I, I really <laughs> I really like that. I, I think that's very good. What they apply just is, is absolutely here. Keep your nose out of trouble. Keep the wheels under the car. There's little damage as absolutely possible. Keep um, out the steward's office. But, yeah, keep out the steward's office. And basically go around, put fuel in it, put tyres on it, wipe the windscreen and send it. And, and that that is the essence of endurance racing. Now, down through the years, what's changed in endurance racing and which is what we see here as well in the virtual world. What's changed in my time in endurance racing is the reliability aspect. The reliability level has gone through the roof. So yeah. we've, we've gone far, far away from people driving 75, 80% until the last two or three hours of a 24 hour race to basically linking 26 or 27 sprint races with pit stops. And that's basically what it is. It is literally thumb under chin from the moment that you take your thumb off the pit lane speed limit until pit lane speed limiter until 53, 54 minutes an hour, whatever it is later, when you're back in the pits. And that doesn't matter whether you're at Le Mans in a P1 car, whether it's GT. I mean, GT3, the reliability of GT3 is extraordinary, just mm. extraordinary, and it's transformed endurance racing. But that's the only bit that's changed. The old precepts of stay out of trouble, don't crash. Sometimes you've got to have a bit of patience. That's more difficult nowadays. I accept that. But ultimately, it's it's almost always the car that has the fewest dings and that spends the fewest t- minutes in the pit lane that is going to be there at the end of the race. That's not yeah, changed. Yeah, and, and I think it's, it's it's evident that the people who are doing well are the people who, yes, have had a stroke of luck, but have prepared well, but have also have occasionally decided, I'm not going to make that move. I'll sit back a couple of corners behind this car, and now I'll go past him, and I'll leave that second or that yeah. second and a half on the table and worry about that at the end of the 12 hours. And it, and that's a, well, a mindset where you need to have the professional endurance races you know, really think what they're doing. I'll, I'll link this with a comment that uh, works Corvette driver... Uh, Ron Fellows uh, said to me once when we were in a car on a track uh, and he said to me Dan, and this is particularly appropriate this week because Dan Binks the veteran Corvette Racing crew chief has decided to step away at the end of this IMSA season and called time on a quite extraordinary career his son has followed him into the business although he's been working for Ford uh, up until recently which I bet with Dan Binks as a uh, GM man through and through uh, made Sunday lunches a little bit difficult uh, but Dan stepping away and, and Ron said to me you know our Pratt & Miller Corvette Racing pit lane crew are the best I would put them up against anybody but Dan Binks says to me no matter how good we are if you bring the car into the pit lane 
there's nothing that we are only going to take a second and a half or two seconds to fix. So if that's what you're going to lose by coming, by not making that low percentage lunge, by not putting that wheel on the grass, etc., etc., then it isn't worth it because mm. we can't we can't fix the damage that you're going to potentially do if it all goes wrong in the time that you would have saved. So you're better off just losing the time and living to fight another day and keeping the wheels under the car. And you know, the, also Dan Binks is one of the authors along with uh, um, Martin Short and Hugh Chamberlain with Nothing Good Ever Happens in Warm Up. <laughs> um, he was the one who actually, on a similar note to that, would say we'll not do very many laps, if any laps, today in warm up. Why? Because we don't need any practice at fixing things, is what he used to say to me. I may slightly paraphrase part of that, but I think you get the gist. Uh, and, and, and Ron and Dan Binks and all those guys don't get to be winners. Uh, you know, Corvette Racing have a near 50% win rate at Le Mans for the times that they've turned up. I mean, that's extraordinary. And you don't get that by accident. And no. therefore, that is sound thinking. You know, oh, I might lose, I might lose six tenths here, following this TCR car. I might lose another five tenths here, following that, you know, whatever it is car, uh, TC, TC four car, or whatever it is when you're on the track. But you know, if at the end of the day you've lost a second on that lap, what can you fix in a second? Nothing. Nothing. No, I mean it's it's a good, it's a very good point, but and I think. You know, it, it needs to be uh, some of the, some of the drivers, you know, in this race need to learn that they may well have learned it now because they've they've made that 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 poor decision, they've gone off and they've seen their team lose six, seven, ten minutes trying to fix it again. So you know, yeah, that is something that needs to be learned in any endurance environment. And I think, as I said before, I think because it is easier to have an, an accident in a simulation than in, a, in, in real life just because you have a better spatial awareness because you have that of course complete three-dimensional and extra senses so you can the kind of it's easier oddly often the car that gets hit or it, it, it would have found it easier to, to jump out of the way of the, of the person who hits them because they have that extra spatial awareness so but then again as i said because there is damage on and there is repairs required there is consequences and you and you need consequences to actions to make you think and study how you're going to approach a lap how you're going to approach a stint you know, we come Nick, to a significant part of the race here with an hour and 47 minutes to go. We are now inside two full stints to go. 57 yeah. laps to go, predicting still 383 laps. We're currently on lap 327. And here's how it stands at the sharp end of the field in terms of the laps completed as the Lightman Esports number 410 that's the gt4 cayman club sport third place car is now in the pit lane as is ricardo agostini from rs racing in that bright red uh, ferrari with the tricolor stripe stripes on uh, the leader merco bortolotti still with 45 46 seconds so the lead has gradually been pegged back from the 50 odd seconds that it was but it's still extremely comfortable for the number one ahead of the number two the two wrt team audis uh, bertolotti's on his ninth lap of what will potentially be a 29 lap stint uh, and piet and that will be the end of his uh, second stint in the car same for his teammate uh, Pieter Jalgadinski, who is 
19 laps in, so he's 10 laps away from the end of his stint, and, and he'll get out of the car at that point. So those two guys have got a full stint and a bit to go. Um, quite a bit. It's nearly three full stints, as we were seeing, for the second place, number two car. Phil Ellis has got a couple more laps to go in the eSport team Black Falcon. Now in third position, that car. Third position ahead of Optimum and Red Camel, who haven't had the pace in this stint. 150.8 last time around, and there's cars in the 49s, including the Optimum, Nick Foster car as well. But it's only the top two who are on the lead lap. The lead lap belongs to WRT. In the classes, Porsche 911 class, 11th and 12th. You wouldn't back against either of the MRS sim racing cars in the Porsche Cup class. Getting inside the top 10, Nicholas Laubisch and Gregory Vrandic are at the wheel of those two cars. 989 from 980. And then three laps, or two laps further back, the Baz Kooten NKPP Racing 991. That's the yellow and black car. Very striking colour, that car out on the circuit. Porsche Lorient have fought their way back into fourth position, although well down. It's been a real race of attrition, hasn't it, in the Porsche Cup class? Mm. With uh, the, really the walking wounded, only the top three really in contention. But what a race it's been by the two MRS cars at the sharp end of the field. In... GT4, Tom Valentini for duo by SimRC leads in 20th position overall. He's got a handy three-lap lead over Heli Abekair Racing uh, of Maxine von der Hover. And in third place, Marion Hensel for Leipert. So 464 from 410 with the uh, 476, as I say, in the lead of that and having laps between all of those cars and I scroll down to my TCR racing it is duo again that leads Felix Luding who's clearly super glued to his race seat because he has <laughs> not been out of that car for a very very long time it would seem to me and inside their last pit stop window with how remember they stopped at lap 80 with lap 81 laps to go and they can do 41 laps on a tank so they've only got one more stop to go so Felix leading from light but yellow but that's three laps the gap there and then another four backs to Saul Grensport the Avia white and red car teamwork just holding on there another couple of laps back in fourth and they're just a, a lap ahead of the second Autorama car and then everybody else a little further back. But last time I looked, Nick, all of the 10 TCRs were still at least turning laps. Yeah, I mean, they're tough little monkeys as well. I mean, they, they, they're, 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 they're a good car. I mean, and on the whole, they've, you know, they, they seem to be able to be uh, piloted around. I think there's a kind of an advantage in, in, in the heat of battle with having a front-wheel drive car sometimes because you kind of if things are slightly to go wrong you can pull yourself out of trouble can't you as you, be, you know, most of the damage is caused by ending up in some sort of spin and, and it has been demonstrated very often to anyone who's ever watched the btcc that you can get a, a front-wheel drive car back from a ridiculous angle with application of throttle when the wheels in the right direction yes uh, you still can't overcome 
the simple laws of physics that if the back, if you go into a corner too quick, the back end's either going to come around on you, mm. uh, and at that point, you, you have really gone into the balance before that. You're right. Or you're just going to plow on with terminal understeer. But yeah, I, I particularly enjoy driving front-wheel drive cars in the wet. Uh, I, I find them a, a, a really lovely challenge. Uh, it does take a little while, and I've, I've, I've raced both in real world, and it does take a couple of laps for you to remember when you go charging into a corner <laughs> and, and you go, okay, I'll just steer into the skid. No, no, I won't. I'm in a front-wheel drive car. I've, uh, get me get me fucked out and turn, turn the way I want to go. And of course, yeah. it depends how much power you've got going through those front wheels, because if you've got a drastically underpowered front-wheel drive car and you start to lose it if you haven't got the power to start pulling you back out of that skid then you're not getting it back mm. but it is counterintuitive isn't it if you start to lose a front wheel yeah. drive car to put the throttle hard down and instead of steering the way the car is sliding to steer the opposite way which would just loop it if it was a rear wheel drive car mm. Yeah, I think I think also the way it's modelled. I, I think yeah, the, the you don't get this sort of accelerated spins you get with the other three classes, because um, it's an engine in the front for a start, you know, and drive at the front. So you kind of I think you you can you, your your accidents are less spectacular, and therefore less damaging, <laughs> and therefore you are you are you are more likely to be able to keep yourself turning laps as all these TCR cars have. Um, the problem you've got, you know, is you are constantly being overtaken by the however many are running of the, the GT3 cars, and not all of them are particularly polite. Now, obviously, people like me, you know, uh, send out an invitation and ask you very nicely to get past, but there's a lot of buzzing going on as well. So you've got to have your wits around you. When you're the slowest car on track, it's it's very, very difficult because you never get a chance to get into a rhythm because you're always being overtaken. Uh, this from the marvellously named at Chocktails. Oh. Nice. I did a little happy sigh hearing the Radio Show Limited team commentating on an endurance race today. I felt that if there was a little normality back in my life, oh, as uh, Ferrari goes off the track, just for a moment, that was the sixth place car as well. That is the Sorg Rensport car. What happened there with the 48? Maxi Peckle uh, uh, right Maxi in behind the... Oh, that's a battle for position. That's sixth and fifth. And did he get a little hip check here from the Black Falcon car coming into the second chicane? Ah, he was just ushered, yeah, ushered gently off the track. Uh, the, third, the TCR on the outside was, was, was stealing space, which perhaps Black Falcon might have given him, but couldn't. And so they ended up without enough space. And see, there's the TCR there. It's t- taken space. The Black Falcon can't stick to the right. Gets a right squiggle on there. On there yeah. And then... Um, yeah, the Ferrari should have backed out at that point. He wasn't going to make it. He's not, no, no harm, no foul. He'll get a Ips- one. In IMSA racing there, the uh, the Black Falcon car would have got a penalty. In really? Real they yeah. were squeezed by the... Didn't uh, give had, him yeah. racing room. Did not but, give him racing room. They were side no, by feel, side. Going the TCR took that, that ability away from him. You've got If you've got somebody there on the exit of the corner, you can't use all the exit of the corner and, and take the guy's line from him. Fair enough. I, uh, we, uh, we, listen, Jeremy Shaw and I have discussions about that <laughs> all the time. And I, uh, Bo Barfield, our wonderfully uh, brilliant race director in IMSA. Uh, when when we grow up, we all want to be as cool as Bo Barfield. <laughs> he is suave, sophisticated uh, and a Texan from Houston or lives in Houston now. 
and uh, just has his work-life balance absolutely right. Mean guitar player as well. Built his own motor custom motorcycles. And, uh, and he knows how to live life. No, no, he's he, he's <laughs> immensely was a very good single-seater driver right up to Indy Lights as well. So he knows what he's on. And uh, no, Bo wouldn't have been happy with that. He'd have been looking at that. But anyway, Maxi is back right on the tail of that Kermit Green AMG GT3. Mm. And this is the battle, as I say, for uh, sixth and uh, fifth and sixth, excuse me. Colin Carisani and Maxi Peckle. It looks to me as though the Ferrari is a little nicer package underneath Maxi and that Colin's just struggling a little bit with the handling of the AMG GT3. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure where they are on the individual runs uh, and whether perhaps the Black Falcon is trying to double stint. Um, I'm not also sure about the, the relative um, sim talents of Colin and, and Maxi, but it does appear that Maxi's got a little bit on the Mercedes, especially in the areas you wouldn't normally expect, which is in the braking zone. So it's possible that the Black Falcon is carrying, we actually know the Black Falcon is carrying some damage, you can pick up that, that uh, bonnet damage, and you can see he's, he's lacking a few miles oh. now, and he moves out of the way. So he, he let him go. Yeah. So, Still not, not too politely, and now it it's through the first point. corner, side by and side. And he's got the drive, he's on the clean side, so he didn't let him go. He tactically decided to get to go to that side, so he knew he'd get the drive on the clean side of the exit from the uh, first chicane and, um, and up through Curva Galanda. I'm not going to call the new name, it's Curva Galanda. Right, um, Collins just got in that car a couple of laps ago, so he's still getting his tyres up to 10, whereas 18 laps in for the Ferrari at the oh. moment. And there's a mistake by the Black Falcon. Uh, that was a bit naughty. He cut back across in front, and that's upset Maxi. Made a mistake and then tried to cover it. Now, who's this coming up behind them? I think this is the second place Audi that's coming yeah, up behind the WRC them. Cars, absolutely, yeah. I mean, this is going to be this is a this is a nightmare for Peter because he's now got his, got a squabbling pair of cars, which is effectively there or they're about the same speed. And how much interest they have in letting the second-place guy through to lap them is, is probably limited to nothing. But they will be getting the blue flags in the cockpits. They know he's there. He's within one and a half seconds. Quite but easily. they are focused ahead, not behind. Yeah. Down towards the parabolic. Yeah. Ferrari getting a bit of a tour here. The Audi getting a double tour. Now, what the... Oh, WRT... I, I'm, I'm, su I'm surprised how little grip that AMG GT3 seems to have. It seems very loose going into the corners and not much confidence by the driver. Uh, that's why I think, Tim, uh, Nick, you mentioned you thought it might be on a tyre run. He's on brand new tyres, but the car is heavy. Down the inside again at the first corner, and the WRT Audi in second place is following through. So the battle for fourth and fifth, and the second-place car. They get run out. Now, this time, the Ferrari's on the cleaner part of the track, but still can't out. convert it. You've Put got, the right-hand handcuffs in the dirt. Yeah, I and mean, in both times, he's been he's not been lined up correctly coming out of the first corner. The, the Mercedes has got very good drive. I mean, it's got a very torquey engine. You can hear the difference. It's a big, lumbering, throaty, torquey thing rather than the revy, high, whizzy uh, uh, Both Ferrari. the of course. Yeah, but in a completely different way of doing things. Flat plane crank on the Mercedes, isn't it? But they, mm. it was interesting to see just uh, what short work the Piotr Jagodinsky 
made of the pair of them. I mean, down into the first chicane, they were side by side. The Ferrari looks favourite all the way through the braking area, gets the first apex first, then is very fair and doesn't chop across. In fact, gives himself so little room, he runs the right-hand side, Hankooks into the dirt. That's the first of them passed by the WRT car in second place. Quick flash of the headlights, took him behind through Cova Grande, and then Buffalo Gals round the outside. Thank you very much. Easy as that. My V10's better than your V8. Bye-bye. Yeah, I think I think at that point, in fairness to um, uh, Colin Kalesani, Kalesani, yeah. uh, I think he, he realised and let him through. So, he, you know, he knows he's, yeah, he should let the car slap in. And much the same with, with Maxi Peckle. He, he, he'd made the mistake. He'd gone wide. He didn't bother to put the power down. He used the fact that that half mistake could be... You know, could be paid off against the fact he'd have to lose some time anyway letting the uh, the lead second place car through so he thought well i'll just ease that back and then i'll try and pick a bit of a tarp and ease back towards the uh the uh, black spot mercedes so what the ferrari driver needs to do next time around is get to that same position and then just as he he's getting towards the apex of the first right hander just oh well oh. guess what they've come together yeah they've come together no, where that, are they? Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, that's an unsafe rejoin for both of them there. And still, the MG gets off ahead. That was Sorry, exit. Uh, oh, no, exit of uh, Lesmos. So, oh, no, so that's the oh, first corner, and he oh, just nails them coming through the first corner, isn't it? Yes, but you were, you, the reason being the replays were playing and you hadn't told him what he should do I, I so. wasn't quite finished yes so he's, waiting he's on the wrong side at that point and he's got a car ahead of him which he doesn't want to be anywhere near because that's the second place car oh Max, hang on brake test yeah Max he knows he's done wrong here so he's waited he could have driven past the car but he's waited because he's, he's trying to avoid picking up a future penalty was there an extra little dab on the brakes by the four car let's have a look down into the braking area. Brake, 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 brake. Right. Tap on the brakes there. No, no. It, 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 it I, I don't think there was any sort of brake test. It wouldn't make any sense. He needs, he, he, he's going to get whacked up the backside. And then they carry on going. He waited for him, and then he gets going once they're both rolling. I'm not totally sure he knew that. He was going to miss that car. Uh, and and by the way, Simon Herring's back in your car. A 17th yeah. position. The penalty, by the way, was for an unsafe rejoin for Ben. Oh, right, yeah, here's, we... a, here's another chance for the Ferrari getting a draft from the 11th place GT car, which looks like the. Is that the 55? No, it's another Merc. Ooh. So the 11th place car is the El Bamba Motorsport with Reid Harker. They're That's doing it. well. They've, they've climbed well in the last couple of hours. Yeah. So now. The Ferrari's trying to get back at them. Fifth and sixth. I think they've managed to avoid damaging either of them. We just tapped him because it's very, very low speed. When you get to that second part of the first UK, you're not doing any speed. You're probably doing about maximum of 40 miles an hour. And then the closing speed is probably about six or seven. So the actual, the course, the cars are unloaded. You've got no aero. Ascari, here we go. Around. Long braking area. Through... Uh, sorry, that's second uh, chicane. Benfilio. Uh, Della Roche, excuse me. I'll get it right in a minute. Uh, my, my advice to Maxi, as I say, is to get up the right-hand side into turn one, get all your braking just about done, and then just roll off the brake. 
and roll in front of the Mercedes and block pass him so that you're exactly where he wants to be in the second part of the corner. It'll completely mess up your exit from the second part of the chicane, but it'll mess his exit up as well. And the only choice he'll have is to run into the back of you. And you've shown him how to do that already. I think Colin, is. so Maxi was thinking he might get a run now with the toe, but unfortunately, of course, or unfortunately for him, uh, Colin Kasani is getting a toe from the uh, the Porsche, the GT4 the car. Medium. No, that's a 911. Oh, you're right. It's the third place car. And, yeah, the, the, now they've all got it in the kerfuffle, and there's a chance. Get the drive out now. Bit. Get on the throttle oh. now. Got to get it. Get in close. Wasn't close enough up behind the Merc there. Too much traffic. Too much confusion. And the Baz Kooten, NKPP Baz Kooten car. Got to go at the right. Got to go at the right now. Ah, he missed his chance there. And he must have dabbed the brake when he did it as well. Must have spooked him because he didn't. He all his gains stopped there. Right now. But he's taken the advantage. Stay on the outside. Stay on the outside. Now roll it in. You've got him. You've got him now. Get on the throttle. Pow, 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 pow. Oh. No, too much drive for the Mercedes. You need. No, and you need, also Maxi's Maxi oversteering there. He didn't let the steering off. Did you see the twitch? Yeah, the, but that's because he, he, but he's, at, he's in the marbles there. The, the, the clean line is what is is what Colin was on the Mercedes, which anyway has a good drive. The Ferrari was Watch in the this. great marbly line. Right, let's round the outside here, and this is lovely. Now roll off the brick, get to the next apex. He's nearly there. But watch, he's, he's held onto the lot. Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Filthy. That's, that's, he's, he, you're absolutely right. He's got to block, past him in the, block him in the middle because he's not going to get the drive. Right. I still think, by the way, when they came together, brake lights were on at the apex. And the wonderful, the wonderful uh, Alan Prosser has absolutely nailed it for me. So the previous incident where those two came together, brake lights were on at the second apex, or the third apex, excuse me. So there was a little dab on the brakes there. It's going to be two weeks next Tuesday, by the way, before the uh, race stewards get to the end of all the incidents tonight. They are having a lot of catching up to do it. It went too far. It was only about 45 minutes till we got ours. They're not that far behind. Um, but there are a lot fabulous. going on. This is fabulous, these two battling out for... What is it? Uh, fifth and sixth position. How far back is Dan Wells? Oh, he's a lap off those two. Right, here we go again. Down the start-finish line. And again, the Ferrari just starts to pick up the torque. Yeah, he's got he's, to go right now. Got to go right now and steer right. He's there. He's got a chance here. Oh, we're moving. Oh, that was naughty. That was naughty again. Now, roll off the bricks. Roll off the bricks. Oh, no. And he's going to slow down as well. So he's going to have to slow down. And he's uh, on the dirty side of the track as well. You have to let him through because he's got a slowdown. What a slowdown means is you get a, a warning and a flag in your cockpit saying slow down by whatever it may be, between 1.3 and, and 3 seconds. Um, and then you have to effectively roll off the pace enough. So you and you have about four corners to do it or you will get a black flag for not giving up that I time. I think that was naughty moving across in front, don't you? It was just before um, the breaking area. Iffy. And, um, he, yeah, and, that, and that unsighted him. So... That's, I think that's a 2.2 doing that. He had to roll off, so he lost a bit of drive, so he lost some of that anyway. But he'll have to drop off a little bit behind him, and it'll take him a couple of laps to get back again. See, he very purposefully goes left there, the AMG car, and then snaps back to the right. That's very dangerous. Not, I, I, I'd not be happy with that if I'm in the Ferrari. 
they're having a right old tussle battle. I'm, I'm sure they're probably enjoying it because the, yeah, there's a long distance of the car behind them, the long distance of the car in front. But the thing you want to avoid oh, is one spearing off. Is he? No, he's not. Oh, nice no, start. No, Sorry. He, he, because he had to slow down. He would have lost not just a couple of yards. He would have to slow up another second. So I'm sure he's about a second behind from that slowdown. Yeah, 1.4 now the gap as they head into the Parabolica. Still an hour and 25 minutes to go. The two WRT Audis lead. I mean, that is one of the things, John, that sim racing does better than any real racing can do is the awarding of mini penalties. Like, if you speed in the pit lane, they always know. If you, if you, yes, if you, it's an absolute. You, if you, if you, you, don't need a, you don't need a report from a, an observer's report about cutting a corner. It knows, and it knows what you've done, and it knows if it's going to get it off or not. And so that sort of slowdown... It, stops the abuse and there would be massive abuse of the uh, of the uh, chicanes here at Monza by, by the drivers it wasn't the fact they know they can't actually cheat it because you get an automatic slowdown which you have to, uh, to do in the car or you get a black flag that's a 30 second stop and go yeah that's Nick Dearman John Hindorf uh, in the global broadcast centre we are apart by how far is it from me to you approximately 40 miles about- 35 miles, 45 minutes. Yeah, okay. Across the Northamptonshire countryside, but in our hearts and minds, we're at Monza, where it's uh, just after half past 10 in the evening, and it's the evening of Saturday, the 28th of March. And that's the reasoning behind that is that's when this race should have taken place. So it got dark a bit earlier. The clocks would be springing forward at 2 a.m. tomorrow morning in the scenario we're playing out here at Monza. Uh, by the way, the leading car, if you want to follow the leading car on Twitch, twitch.com forward slash Kenton Kook. That's K-E-N-T-O-N-K-O-C-H. And you can follow Kenton. I think that might mean he's going to do the last stint, but Alotti is not far away from the end of his second stint now. Ah, in fact, no, he's, he's already got out, and it's it's Martin he's got in. So Stripshack's got back in, did another 29 uh, uh, lap stint. No, hang on, sorry, I'm talking oh. complete nonsense. I haven't gone far enough forward. He's got eight laps still to go, Merkel. <laughs> I was looking at the time machine going, what? Have I, not, have I not refreshed? <laughs> no, that's what I didn't do. Silly old so fool that I am. The Ferrari, the Ferrari is now back on the tail of the, uh, the Mercedes again. So they've, they've got a bit traffic. more uh, medium speed traffic, including the 15th place uh, car, the uh, BMW, 15th place in class. Tippet Racing. That's Tippet, Tippet Racing, who were behind That's you. Irritated. This 15th was my target position for class. And if we hadn't had that second accident, we could be there or thereabouts. What a, what a blow. What a blow to my head. Oh, oh straight on. on. Yeah, that was, now, a really good chance here for the Ferrari because the avoidance of the fifth place green AMG has really norsed up the exit from the second chicane through Lesmore 1 onto the grass, onto the, the astral turf, Lesmore 2 this is the one you've got to nail oh the Ferrari oh, goes too back. wide the Ferrari almost back. disappearing behind the big AMG GT but getting a good run in the... he's going to dive, he's going to go for it got to, got to go, got to go He's there for Ascari. Can he get it stopped? Down through the gearbox to second. No, he bottled it. Bottled it. He had the line. Had the line and went down to second. Could have surely taken that. That's third, isn't it, Ascari? Even on a compromised line. No, third. Six down to three. Absolutely. Got the run. 
right there. Just digs to ease to the right slightly at that point. He's too honest. Way yeah. too honest and fair. Maxi, oh. I, I applaud you, mate. Oh. He's right there again. Got a little bit of a uh, oversteer going through the parabolica there. Controlled it. Lost a bit of time there. Yeah, he's well, he's coming. We're going to pro this time. I think he got, he got, he got, he just went in too hot, and he had to control a little bit of a rear wheel over. It is possible to just overwork the rear tyres, and, and you have to little wait for them a little bit to come back to you. So yeah, he's correct. He'll, he'll, he'll wait now. He'll, he probably if he just takes it easy because there's, obviously there's not a lot of most of the braking is in the straight line, um, and most of the power is in the straight line as well. That. Uh, at Monza. How many laps have we been watching this now? This is quality. This is why I like endurance racing. Real, virtual, skill, oh, or full size. Run. Got a great run. Oh, oh he's pushed him off. He's pushed him off. They're going to have a huge shunt. Huge shunt. Massive, massive. I think, no, he hasn't got away with it. He's got a huge error on the front. Not sure about the, the Mercedes. They, they both slide, slid. Oh, no, the Mercedes, the Mercedes in real trouble. The wheel out. I'm afraid I'm, I'm going to put that down to Colin Karasani. That's not our surprise face, is it? He, uh, did he know the guy was just... He, he's, he's taking his line. He's got the no. He's got the no. Oh, no, the car's on the outside. He's got the spotter. And he's got the he's got tipped by the six. Tanks that back into the Ferrari. The Ferrari, oh, that that, that would have, uh, that's like it's a virtual guard, but there'll be a yellow flag to fix it. And yeah, he's lost the front wheel there as Colin. And the Ferrari, we see how much damage the Ferrari's got. It's got, it's got visible damage, but it's just the spit. Oh, no. Ouch. That's, uh, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, well, I, it was a great run. We were on board with the Ferrari. Great run through Curva Grande. It just opens his hands out. Oh, I think there's a move. I think there's a late move from the yeah, from the AMG, that's and he's not, been doing that. Not lie anyway. The line, the line into um, first, so second chicane is to stay on the uh, the can, the right hand side. You don't drift that far out naturally. That's a, that's a block, and that's that's not on. No. You don't, not the line of a million years. That's no line is ever that for the curve of God. You stay, you stay on the inside, it's the shortest route, and you want to get far over. Look, you can see the tire mark showing where the line should be. Yeah. We got, we got a second little tap, didn't we, from uh, the Tibbet Racing BMW? Oh, uh, bonnet's gone, and I mean, that's that's a nightmare. That's a big, big repair. I'm just going to have a Ferrari. Ferrari's the pit. Um, Both sure. in the pits. Both in uh, the pits. Yeah. And meantime, Rami Sassam and uh, Luke Broikers have come in as well. Now, they are much more standard stops. Oh, that is it. not the line. There's it's no way the Merc needs to be no, out there. I know what's happened. Is that he's come across, and the Ferrari has tagged him first, in fairness. But he's come across to block a car that's got a run on him through um, both better drive, better power, and the slipstream. And that's not the line. And there's no need to do that either. But... But let's let's review the evidence going back a couple of three laps. He brake tested him in the middle of the first chicane, which led to contact. He's been moving around at or near the braking area into turn one. Um, he, he's fighting a rear guard action, but I think he's gone across the line there. I really do. And no, then I the Tibbet car comes through as well. I mean, I, I, you cannot defend that. That you know, whilst if you look at the bare bones, it was the Ferrari that touched him first. It touched him because he completely took away where he should be. He was never in a million years beyond that line. And I have to say, that's one hundred percent 
Colin Carasani fault. He is going to pay big because there's going to be a big amount of time in the pits. So this is good news for Liper Esports Real Yellow and uh, Preet Louis uh, with his Mercedes. It's good news BMW, for BMW for them. Team Abba moving up. Well, it'll be interesting. If Sam Neary, both these cars go, it means that after the, 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 they're plucky carrying on despite everything, could see top seven. Tops, could be, yeah, could be top six, top seven. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Nick Dearman's voice there. There is the fun MBMW. Uh, that currently sits in eighth position, but with two cars in the pits for what we expect to be lengthy stops, then the lap or so deficit that they've got is uh, going to disappear very quickly indeed with a lap of about 1 minute 50, 1 minute 52. In for the last stop from the lead of TCR, Felix Ludig. Now, is he going to hand that car over or is he not letting anyone else play it? <laughs> no, it's mine for it. Oh, that's it. No, no, it's me. Black Falcon car getting a lot of work done there. So, yeah, Felix Ludig, I, I, I think... I, it... My question is how long the Ferrari needs to be. In the, from looking at the damage in the Black Falcon, that's going to be several minutes. The Ferrari, you can't really tell how much he's going to need to be in there, but they are both still in the pits. Um, you know, ah, Diogo, Diogo's in the car. Diogo Cipinto, who is the man, I think we decided with the highest eye racing rating at just over 9,000 in this wow. race. Sorry, I'm quite impressed by that. <laughs> he, he won't make silly mistakes, then. Uh, and they have got that uh, TCR car up into 24th position, so more than halfway up the field uh, in that case. And that's their last stop, by the way. They can do the 41 laps that are remaining, and that's 41 laps for the leader as well, of course, uh, rather than for the TCR car. Rolling again, Diogo C. Pinto coming off a good run a month or so ago in the Nürburgring 24, also in TCR, and it's been a very good run indeed by Duo by Sim RC. Duo, one of the Creventic teams teaming up with Sim RC. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yes, indeed, that is their car. They're leading two classes at the moment: the TCR class and the Porsche GT4 Club Sport class. So Leiper, Esports Yellow and Fun End Motorsport have now gone ahead of the uh, Black Falcon and the Silver End Sport GT3. So um, that has already cost them two places. The guys in the pits still being repaired. No one's rolling yet. So what did I say? 40 laps remaining. Let's uh, check on the strategy. 40 laps remaining. A stint of fuel is 29 laps. Bertolotti, four laps to go, which is going to give him about 36 laps still. We reckon to go, so that's spot on. We thought about a little while ago he was going to be seven laps short. That's still what the numbers are saying. Piotr in the second place cars handed over to, to Kenneth Gulbranson and he is what is he three laps four laps into his stint Nick Foster's in in four laps time as well but he's off the lead lap isn't he yes he is in third place 
and then it's a lap from third to fourth. Red Camel Esports are going to be so annoyed with themselves here. Rick Breaker's back in that car, having uh, got in uh, just a lap ago. 22-29 laps dipped by Luke. They are going to be so annoyed with themselves. I didn't need Sorry, to have that. I said Luke's going to sit there going, I was on my in-lap. I was on my in-lap. I didn't need to do that. Oh. And, you know, and, and that's taken them out of what was a... Certainly, I'm not, I'm not saying they would have won because they were, were being reeled in by, by Kenton Cooper at the time. But, you know, it would have been an absolute battle royale and would have made it a little bit less relaxing when you aren't... When Team WRT, E-Team, sorry, WRT, didn't have their teammates as the second-place car, which obviously always slightly reduces the pressure. Fastest lap of the race for the second place Porsche GT4 of their race at least a 159.266 last time around and that's uh, actually twice they've done that exact same time down to the third decimal place it's around uh, about three tenths away from the fastest lap of the race in class, which is still held by the duo by Sim RC, Cayman, 158.1. So, still time to be found out there, Nick, with the track cooling down. Duo by Sim mm -hmm. RC still leading, Marcel Fazbender. I think the 48 car, John's retired. We saw Gwen's for Esports GT3 with Nicholas Schneider. Uh, that now is greyed out in the tie, which is, which is the normal indication of a car that's right. retired. Where, so they may have had an engine blow and they, they got an hour to fix it so they I, I'm not certain of this but certainly everyone else's grade out has retired and not come back still being serviced is the uh, Black Falcon eSports team so that accident looked like it's taken out the number 8 car um, and the obviously the 48 car as it is at the moment and the number 4 car the eSport team Black Falcon is taking a long stop currently they have been in pit lane for 7 minutes and 18 seconds Mirko Portalotti twice more past the start-finish line before he makes his last full stop. I do wonder... No, 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 no. You just pull him in at the end of his stop. You do another 29 laps and then you just put fuel in for seven, eight more laps at the end. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. Thing to do. Because remember, the key point is you have no worry about a code 60, you have no worry about a yellow flag. So you haven't got to worry about the yeah. safety car because it's Correct. never going to happen. So you can just say, right, we know it's green, green, green the whole way. We haven't got to do, which might be a concept if you, you know, is to get that final eight laps of fuel as quickly as possible to avoid being caught out because you can't be caught out. Yeah. The only way that they could be caught out is if one of the other cars behind them doesn't have that splash to make. Yeah. And, and uh, that's not the case. No. Uh, Gil, Gilbranson, Gilbranson is nine laps into a stint, so he's got 20 more laps to do on this tank, which will uh, take him down to 18 laps to go. So he's got, you know, more than half a stint for mm. his extra run to the line. Now, 
Just update on that massive accident from a few minutes ago. Team ABBA now are in seventh place and Sam Neary. Writer Engineering are in eighth. And not very long, John, to your prediction about the MRS Sim Racing making the overall top ten comes true because they will move into ninth and tenth places in the next few laps. Wow. Leader in behind. Who's in 20th position in GT at the moment? Adrian Fewworth in the car collection, 34. The light blue and white car. Meantime, MRS GT leader, Nicholas Laubich. Haven't seen him for a while. The 989 leader. MRS GT in the Porsche Cup class. That has been a class of attrition through Curva Grande. Only the top three, really, with any sort and, of and, clean and not run. Sorry, yeah, not not, yeah, not attrition that was their fault, because, of course, the 987, which led earlier, was completely taken out whilst genuinely minding his own business. Um, you know, I think they... they, they it's a good little car, good little racing car, but I think the way it makes its speed both makes it makes it awkward for other cars to drive around it. I think that's why they've perhaps been a magnet for accidents, because people haven't been able to assess exactly where they're doing what they're doing. You know, as I've said, it's, it's, it's slow in the braking zones, quick everywhere else, and that's a difficult thing for people who are in GT3 cars to work out. They follow it around, think, oh, it's racing a speed to me, and suddenly it's got an extra 30 metres of braking, and all of a sudden you're, you're up the back side of it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the difficulty when you're, when you're mixing a, a 991-class car with a, uh, a GT3. Portalotti, I expect to peel in at the end of this lap, heading down towards the Parabolica now. Grandstand on the left. And turns in, just taking a bit of kerb. Let's see if he holds the car to the right-hand side. Yes, he does. He's in the pit blend line and into the pit lane. This is his last full service. Now, will Kenton Cook bring this car home? That would be a real feather in the cap of the young American driver on rotation. Yep. It would be him to get in the car. It would make sense if Kenton was as quick as Mirko during their stop. And, of course, the, uh, the virtual the two pit fastest lane. laps of that car in. The virtual pit lane allows you to be as close as you like to the other cars in the pit lane because you will just drive straight through them because there's no collision detection at all in the pit lane. Good news, saw Gwen Sport eSports GT3, the Maxi Tackle 48 car. They've, they, they are going to they, ungrade themselves. They've obviously decided to get a guy in the car to, for when they can get going again to finish off the last few laps. Here's the lead about to change. Kenneth Gulbranson going through to start this 11th lap of the stint. So he is now the leader of the race. Let's the what on earth is that Mercedes doing? It's car, that's, that's the Raider car. Road. That's Jan Rife. Um, I don't. Well, I think he was. He was. He was obviously very similar speed. Got confused and then decided to. Uh, we'll just do whatever I can do not to hit the leader, which involved not being on any sort of line that is close to the track. Not the worst thing to do, I suppose. Bertolotti. He's, he's, he's gained on the leader. The, the new leader. We must have surprised him. I don't know. But yeah. Oh, he's, he's, or he's missed his braking point. What do you think that point. Yeah, <laughs> he's been sucked in by watching the car ahead of him. Yeah. But well done, though. He's not hit anybody, so that's excellent. We've all done that, even oh, in yeah. real life. So, 0-2 on the top right-hand side of the screen, of the windscreen. Uh, but I reckon still leading. Well, what would have happened is that, is that Mirko Bortolotti would have, would have tagged the line. 
off the line whilst going into the pit. So he'll drop to second when they cross the line next time round. And uh, in will go Kenneth Gilbrandon to the lead. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's right. Because that far ahead. Hang on, this is Mirko's back in the car, by the way. So So Mirko didn't get out. How long was his pit stop, Nick? Uh, let me have a quick shifty for you. It no. was just uh, 108. So, yes, yeah, 41 seconds stopped in the lane. So, no tyres again. Right. So, that means he's going to triple stint and seven laps, a set of tyres. Or are they doing the seven laps now? Well, that's that, he could do that. He could do that and then hand it over with a brand new set of tyres at the end. That was, that was what I was about to say earlier on. I wonder if he might do seven more laps and hand it over for a, you know, 20-odd lap stint until he fails the tyres starting to go off that's a risky risky thing if the tyres fall off a cliff and the car becomes unmanageable as he's having to pick his way through traffic it's, it's the, the, they don't they go off he did off lose slowly. the lead by the way he yeah, did not lose the lead slowly. so he, you, you, if you were going to lose and you'd feel it you'd, even a, a low light like me can feel them going off so he did not lose the lead of the race I reckon well, that PCR didn't, didn't give you absolute minimum of room. But can't get to the end from here. That's the key part of that. Gulbranson needs one more pit stop too. How close is he going to be to the end? He's done 12. So he could do another 15. That's going to leave him 20 laps to go. So he, he's going to have to splash, or at least the second-place car needs 20 laps worth of fuel, or thereabouts. The lead car, either, and we don't know this at the moment, but remember, yes. he's not on full tanks, needs seven more laps of fuel. I think he, I think he did take a full tank, because he's got 41 seconds in the lane. Uh, stopped, sorry. So that would be a, a full fill, but no tyres. So I'm not sure quite what they're doing, because they're racing I, their I team, have to mate. say, I didn't see whether the car went up or not, because surely there's no point in... I suppose the only other thing you could do is... No, well, why would you do that? You might as well full fuel, full fuel, because you have to do that at some stage. Yeah, there's a, there's a kind of a there's a kind of a you know they, they've got a huge advantage and a huge advantage over their teammates. So they're I'm not I'm, I'm I'm with you. I'm not totally sure what they've decided to do on this one, but I'm sure it will become clear at the end. And Mirko is very confidently in the lead with a full tank of fuel, and he's leading by what about a minute? I think it was a minute and twenty one at the end of the last lap. So that's a good because because obviously Kenneth's car still has to stop again as well. Oh yes, for twenty laps of fuel. Um, and. But he doesn't need tyres. He does not need tyres. So he needs 20 laps of fuel. Yeah. So that is, you know, probably 20 seconds stationary. Um, uh, this from Rob Chalmers. Hi, Rob. Thanks for tuning in. So I was enjoying that battle for fourth and fifth, or fifth and sixth, sorry, wasn't it? Uh, uh, he said, I, I think Collins' youthful enthusiasm in the green black Falcon car might have got the best of him he's only 16 apparently oh is he oh that's fine the that's benefit with the benefit of experience and all that and that's what that accident will be an experience and in fairness mm. Rob far better to uh, make his mistakes and gain his experience in the virtual world than in the real world I mean you know that's 
know, I know it's still a bad move, but it's significantly more understandable from a 16-year-old than from someone who's been around endurance racing for a long time. You don't, I don't think you quite understand that you don't block like you do in a PlayStation. You don't block like you do in a 20-minute race. You have to let the whole thing emerge. But yes, I'm glad the lad's giving endurance racing a go, and I'm sure it'll be probably fantastic in a couple of years' time, and we'll all be going, this is the greatest drug we've ever seen. Uh, the your car nick on screen yeah at the moment still looking a bit battered and a bit pre-loved but 17th position for simon yeah, about 10 seconds off 16th we've got darren going into the end in a couple of laps time and he'll so he'll be doing a just over just on just over a stint it's a pity actually because i think we're gonna be on the edge of needing like two laps of fuel to get to the end um so yeah, so he'll come into the last in, and we, we theoretically we we're in a battle of the 16th. We're about 10 seconds, 15 seconds behind them. With uh, half, half the going in. He might be able to do five more laps, Nick, and that would look. take him. No, he's got two and a half laps of fuel left. He's got 3.3 uh, gallons in the okay. car. So two uh, laps so would take him to how long? to go. No, it'd be really close actually, because that would be very very close. Because he'd be down to about 55 minutes. I think it's worth trying. At this point, might even tell the. I might even try and get them to, to, to stick into fuel mode two and see what happens. The problem is that fuel mode two induces understeer because you haven't got the power to push it round. So it actually affects uh, the balance. Who are you racing? Um, I think look, whoever's in 16th, they've just gone past us. Isn't it? I think is that it, the RS Racing Ferrari? I think so, yes. So look, 62, where are we? Yes, it is. Look at Sato. Oh. Yeah, they're not. He's not that far ahead of us. Um, Twelve seconds. Well, let me tell point. you about their fuel at the moment. Uh, they've been out for for uh, RS Racing. They have been out for about ten laps, I reckon. So they do need to stop as well. But they, they when they stop, they'll easily be able to go to the end. Right. Uh, it's going to be an interesting battle. Actually, they've had three stops very close together. So I tell a lie, they've been out for one lap. Uh, no, uh, they came last came in on 3.13, and it's 3.21 now. So eight laps they've been out. So they're going to need a, a shorter stop as well, but, you know, interesting things can happen as a... For, as a as, it's, be, I'm just watching Silent Man's getting busy, busy as he goes in his last couple of laps. But, yeah, it's, it's all up to play for, especially as there's two cars stuck in the pits and still dropping. I mean, obviously, there are many, many laps ahead of us, the eSport team, Black Falcon, who've got Yellow Burn way to get in and Sorg Wensport. But, you know, they, they are dropping. They've got a long way to go to get to us. But, you know, that's our, our aim is at 15th overall. And it looks like they're going to, at the moment, yeah, we might just miss it. Yeah, if they don't move... If yeah. they don't move, they're, they're only 13 laps ahead of you. Yeah, I mean, that'd be a long... 13 laps is, what, 25 minutes, and they've been in for a while. So, I mean, if one of them has blown an engine, which is possible, that is a 40-minute change. So, I, 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 I feel bad about this, because I, I, never, I never wish ill on people when I'm, I'm doing racing for reals. I shouldn't really wish ill on people when I'm racing in sim, simulation either. So, I hope they all get out of the pits and, they have a, and they're fine. I don't really. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Inside the last hour. So, down with one GT forecast. They've been uh, going well. Um, with the leader, duo by SMRC, Marcel Fassbender, I'm sure, unfortunately, no relation. Um, they're in 19th overall, just ahead of. Um, two plays ahead of Martin, RSL. 
But uh, certainly that's been, that'd be a totally clean run for the GT4 car. They run about eight to nine seconds slow. He picks up a little bit of a, an off track because he was abused by um, the car collection Audi going past him. The car collection Audi with, with the full Dr. Johannes Kirchhoff logos in the blue and white that's known so well from probably one of the now biggest stalwarts and ever presence within the uh, yeah, history class of Simon the next time round Nick for you yep so we got it it's going to be touch and go we can get to the end um, I think you're going to be two or three laps short mate yeah and, and possibly two yeah. laps possibly two laps it, it, I'll, I'll, yeah I think probably three laps let me see so 32, 31, 30. Uh, I tell you what, mate, when you come out, you're going to be spot on 29 laps. So, oh, it's tight, isn't it? Yeah, just brimful it and send it. Because you you potentially, at that point, you're in a straight race with the car 12 seconds ahead of you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, 17 yeah, seconds, he's dropping away, though. He's four, it was four seconds, yeah, but three seconds. Simon, Simon's one of our steadier drivers and Darren's our fastest driver so we can start to pull that back again he's in the pit lane now excitement growing <laughs> it is hopefully we haven't got too many uh, repairs to do the car has tended to be um, used as a pinball by some of the other other cars around and, and you've had uh, penalties as well let's not forget yep that's been served uh, last time right so we aren't the that Ferrari, the number 25 Ferrari, is who you're racing for 16th as it stands at the moment. And that number 25 Ferrari uh, has been, as I say, been out of the pits since lap 313. And yep. we're on three, you're on 324 now. So they're going to have to make one more stop as well. But that could be you to the end. I think this should be us to the end now. 55 minutes to four minutes. I think we aren't rolling yet, so it should be us to the end. I mean, if it's not, we may as well make it us to the end because it's going to be S or B, isn't it, at that point, and we won't lose any position, so just go for it. Um, but obviously coming towards us all the time, a car four and car 48 who are stuck just in the pit. Just under 56 minutes still to run. Yeah, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. Still not moving. Down off rolling. the jacks now new set of tyres and it will be Darren Wood to take the car to the end still no sign of the Maxi Peckle car moving although it would appear that the other car involved there the 48 yeah, the Yelman's rolling yep Berman's rolling oh no he's back in gone grey again Berman's back um, into the pits is he? Did he come out and gone back? I don't. That's, that, no, that was a. No, that's weird. That, that's a. It's a one lap stint. No, he didn't I, do anything. He didn't. He he just went and then came back. I, I'm not sure whether that was a timing glitch because okay. he just. But he has reset his his pit stop time. Um, I don't think he did a lap. Yeah, he did. One lap. Three three thirty eight, and we're now on three thirty nine. Okay. And it was it was showing us running, and then it's showing back in the pits again. Do you think he's done that just to get one lap ahead of the shots or Grensport car? <laughs> we was ahead of it already, so I don't know why we were 10:18. That's really strange. Because he's already been in the pits. Obviously, he's been in the pits as long it's as the out again. You're right. Yeah. 48 car. He's now back on a colour again. 
so he's ungraded himself. So they've actually been in the pits, in fact, for 26 minutes, and they're, and they're alternating grey and everything else. Adam Christodoulou has also gone grey, which makes me think we're getting a little bit of um, glitching on the internet at the moment, I think, because two or three people have gone grey, who certainly are Christodoulou's in the pits for the seventh-place team, ABBA Racing. It's been a good run from them after the issues earlier on. As Nick said they've, earlier, Spirit of the Race Award. Done a uh, great contender. Because they come back from nowhere, they're way behind us. You know that's a way back, uh, and they couldn't get for the whole of the first stint. They they couldn't. They, they were losing time to us with the damage they had in their car. Sam caught past you after you'd been up the 17th, and then you dropped down to 20th, and he actually drove by you to put you into 21st, which was as low as you guys had gone at that stage. Mm. You had yeah. you had the car up the 17th at one stage. I know. Then they ended up getting turned round. So let's not talk about the first in because that was kind of it. But the second stint, let's talk about that because that was great. <laughs> At the front of the field, Bertolotti has now done his seven laps that he needed to do to get the car to the end. And now there are only 29 laps to go. Winchell, I think are back in. I think the, the 48 car is back in the race. Okay. He's now no longer orange um, with a 25-minute stop. The eSport Black Falcon team is back in black as such. Uh, Yelma blowing. Oh, Yelma had a, was um, disconnected. Yeah, disconnect. Oh, so did he have to get it? So did he, has he had to have a... A, tr- a drag back. Yeah, he had. He got in, disconnected, drove it out, he disconnected, really bad luck. And now Dirk Muller is... is uh, said to be in the car in the pit so I think they're actually having to have a second toe which is a little bit unlucky so literally Elmer sat in the car for a while and as he actually went out or in the first out lap he got a disconnect so that's bad luck um, the previous reason they were in the pits wasn't bad luck it was bad drive. well um, bad judgement rather than bad driving at RSL underscore studio with 52 minutes remaining for this Pro-Am running of the 12 Hours of Monza, a contiguous race. Rob Chalmers says we get to bring on our fair share of fresh-faced drivers through karting with Team Bernardo. Sometimes I wish some of the mistakes had happened in the virtual world <laughs> and all of mine <laughs> as well. And hello to... We should have been at the Nürburgring this weekend for the real 24 hours, of course. Uh, hello to Sarah Rigby and to David King. David King... Um, Aston Martin Racing, the man at the head of that. Normally, he'd be sitting not too far away from me and we'd be chatting about how his cars were doing whilst we were in the rather salubrious surroundings of uh, one of our largest and most well-equipped commentary boxes that we go to anywhere in the world because <laughs> we have a rather large corner of the Aston Martin suite, which is lovely. Had our own cocktail lounge there last year. Did you get much done after the first half hour? I was only overseeing. Oh, that old chestnut. That was management, mate. I'm just overseeing this. Management. Management love. (laughs) Management love. Berman shown back in the pits again. So this is awful, awful for Black Falcon. Looking for a top six finish and now dropped to 13th in class, 16th overall. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what's going on there. It's strange. There has been a disconnect of reconnect. Dirk Muller was in the car for a second. Now Yelma's back in the car again. No idea. Maxi Peckle has picked up and run with the Sorg Wensport car. 
Um, he is up and running, though he hasn't yet uh, put together his first flying lap. Here he is. So, straight. 15th overall, 12th in class, coming down the start finish line now. And for once, doesn't have to look at the green rear end of an AMG GT3 in front of him. They'd be delighted about that, I would think. 56.6, which is uh, about six seconds off where he would be, but that's his first flying lap, and he's going to get used to what the car's doing, so it may well be there isn't a problem with it. You just got to get your eye back in again. Yeah, so, he's been standing still for nearly half an hour, hasn't he? And the last thing he saw was the barriers at, at various different angles, so you certainly don't want to push it too hard as you're warming the tyres up. Normally, the second lap, you can get within three-quarters of a second of where you want to be, but my guess is that he's going to take it easy and we'll see a much more representative uh, time this time looks okay the problem is if it's down on power you can't retell really because it obviously does all the corners you know as it would do and it's just not going as fast and straight which is hard to tell but the gears he's taking are the ones you'd expect for the car with the correct amount of power still predicting 383 laps so we are inside the window to fuel now and go to the end for the leader that is 49 minutes pretty much on the nose still to go let's uh, have a run through the class leaders Nicholas Laubich for MRS Sim Racing ninth position overall for the 989 Porsche it's been a great run has got that car inside the top 10 and his teammate just a lap off the lead in 10th position so two 991 Cup cars in the top 10 overall NKPP racing by Baz Kouten Baz Kouten uh, another three laps a couple of laps rather further back it's the 991 car the black and yellow car and after that everybody's had big trouble everybody had big trouble in that class and as Nick said not necessarily of their own making in 19th position overall is where we find Marcel Fazbender who is leading the Cayman GT4 Club Sport class 476 for Duo Racing, Duo by Sim RC, and he's got a comfortable three-lap lead over Heli ABK, Leipzig Esports in third, just a lap further back, and then a long gap back to Virage. I think Virage are still running though, aren't they? They tend to be a yeah. set of never say die. And turn out some lovely colour schemes as well. And last but by no means least, again it's duo by SimRC in the TCR category, the 176. And it's Diogo Cipinto leading there by fully three laps and then a five lap gap from Leipert in second back to Sorg, Rensport, Esports. We've just got a lap on teamwork. So three and five and one the gaps there teamwork in the number 100 car in fourth position everybody else again well off the pace pure autorama by wolf power running in steadily in the top three and four and barely a lap off the lead for so much of this race but all fell apart just before half distance that little audi motor getting revved within an inch of its mm. life by Diogo Cipinto gets right up onto the soft limiter before he changes gear you wouldn't think that was the most efficient way to make that work but clearly it does 176 
from the inside. He's bouncy, isn't he? It's not. He, he, I think. He, I, I mean, maybe that what we're hearing isn't exactly what's what's happening in the car. But you would think that's not the best way. You, you are wanting to change a little bit before that. Let's stay nine nine one Porsche Cool by on the run up to Ascari. Uh, Audi TCR unusual, but not not unique in the fact that it isn't a hatchback. It is a four-door saloon car with a boot. Very efficient aerodynamically. Yeah. Just that long, the long boot gives you a, a, a much better plane angle for the wind to hit the, the wing. Interestingly, bringing um, us back to my other great love, which is RC racing, scale racing. There have been scale touring cars, John. There's been a, a trend now to make the body shells with a much with the rear deck as long as possible to get the right. air as much airflow over that rear wing. So it, it is a, it is something works both in scale full size and sim, is you can get the the virtual air, the real air, or the scale air to be as balanced as possible before it hits the wing, which you can do with a boot or with a long tail, which you can't do with a hatchback. Yeah, you've got to move the the wing to get it in some clear air. Well, I'm not surprised though. You talk about some of those. Uh, touring cars they're doing what nearly 70 70 miles an hour real yeah, so speed good. not skill speed no the modified ones now are, are t- on a decent straight are tapping out 75 believe it or not and that, well, that's a 12 scale is it or a no, that's, a, that's a 10 scale and that's obviously reached in a second they have yeah that's a le- that's a real electric racing for you uh not to 75 in one second um obviously they're only carrying 1.4 kilograms which has helped but there's a huge amount of power there yeah but they're moving a bit of air at that point so anything oh, yeah. that you can get to make the car more aero efficient and particularly through some of the faster corners i've seen how these guys commit to the corners and how late the break and how they back them in in skill race and it's absolutely extraordinary yeah i mean it, it, it's really interesting because for a long time and a, a while ago when the cars weren't so fast it, this whole concept the boundary layer of air the bottom 10 centimeters of air isn't supposed to act like every other bit of air but that's been proven to be absolute rubbish because the cars completely behave as you expect and they're not in the high. in right. fact we had it was the story of a few years ago where there's a, 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 an f1 air came down and said absolutely those cars are not being affected by air the air i, I know this i know that and, they, and so guys that's fine no problem at all drive my car and now drive my car without a wing and without a wing it's undrivable uh, Kenneth Gilbranson is going to be in in five laps time for his final pit stop. He's a minute and 50 almost down the road from his teammate. So he's just about hanging up. Sorry, a minute and 14 down the road from his teammate. So he's 30 seconds or so from going off the lead lap, which he will do when he makes his pit stop. And it, he's... Uh, which is interesting. We could end up with just one car in the lead lap here, Nick, depending on how much fuel Bertolotti needs for the end of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. He's, he's going to try and run three and uh, three stints and, and seven slash eight laps on one set of tyres as well, yeah. which is... Uh, I mean, admittedly, the tyre wear has dr- dramatically reduced even, even during the 24 hours. So, you know, it's possible with the fact they've got the light on the Lofus Audi well, and particularly professional racing been 12 hours. Yeah, good point. And uh, the professional <laughs> racing driver. Uh, who knows? The scary champagne as well. Um, you know th- th- they are able to actually eke out um, what is effectively what will be at that point. It's nearly just a matter of three hours on a set of tyres. Where I can tell you what, when we were practicing a couple of days ago, you were really down to virtually nothing within a stint, oh. in a stint of four laps. The, 
there's a green car that did for Ben a few hours ago also there. That wasn't really anything to do with the closing speed. He wasn't doing anything wrong, the SGO5 car there. It was the closing speed within within, uh, within Kenneth. I think what we should probably do, and I know Will's listening, so I, I want to say a few thank yous uh, at this point before <laughs> anything exciting happens and we get to forget it all towards the end uh, of the race. So Will Vincent and the rest of the team, Hugo Luis, who cut the pictures at the start, thank you very much from racesport.tv who provided us with the excellent images uh, from Monza today. To Neil Hackins and all of the team behind Neo Endurance who, along with Creventic, who have helped Creventic and who run their Creventic series and have put this together it's it's certainly been worthwhile. Really, really uh, enjoyed it. Uh, James Muscat, of course, who's helped us out with our software here to keep track of what is going on. Bruce and Johnny aren't here uh, for the last 45 minutes as well from the RSL team. Uh, Tim Gray's done the, the whole shift today as our executive producer in London and the responsible adult, Eve Hewitt, has done her job but also to the guys at Creventic who saw the opportunity to to do this and bring this into the summer season rather than Neil was telling us earlier on about about it will start in October and I'll ask you about that in a moment as well Nick but uh, Ola, Ola Dolleman uh, Gary Willems the rest of the team at Creventic who've embraced this idea of getting some of their real world teams and drivers into this Thank you very much indeed for allowing us to be a part of it. This is uh, an additional event, not part of the Neo Endurance Series. That will restart, as I say, in October. And buoyed by your uh, run here, are we likely to see the Morpho All-Star team uh, out, <laughs> out in the championship, Nick? That's what well, I want to know. Yeah, just before you go, I, can I just say, and I, and I don't normally do this, but I would say on, on behalf of all the competitors, um, thank you very much to, to Creventi for putting the event on. Um, as always, fantastic organisation, constant information, flow, we knew what was going on. So thank you to Ole, thank you to Peter Fry, thank you to Gary, and uh, thank you to Rick, Rick Broikus, who's been doing a lot of the liaison as well. So um, all you guys, thank you very much for, on behalf of all of us who you put this event on for. We very much appreciate it. Looking at the 24-hour Esports schedule starts with six hours of Imola in October 25th, then six hours of Cota in November, then Silverstone in January, Monza again, February the 14th, Valentine's Day. It can be hard to get a pass out. <laughs> and then the six hours of Barcelona in March for 12 hours of Spa. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think we, we very much like to, to get involved, but, but I must say, the only slight worry is having seen the previous version of this, it is a bit of a home with a proper sim racing expert. It's a very, very high standard event. So you get people from Williams Esports and everything else. So we probably have to polish up our pace. Uh, to compete at that level, but yeah, I mean it's a it's a very attractive proposition to do those tracks. Certainly, I'd very much like to to emulate you in a virtual way and get a decent race around Cota. That'd be fantastic. Um, I can give you yeah. some online tutorage for that if you want. It's got a, a great number of left and right, so I need it. Um, oh, 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 <laughs> oh, Rick Broyes has an accident was, in front of him with a triple one. That was that was kind of obviously happening, and I think it's in fairness. I think the problem was that the the black TCR was actually realised the leader was coming, and tried to think about how I could not get in the way. Um, so the yeah, so the black TCR is here. The red TCR um, sounds like an old Milky Way advert, doesn't it? Um, well, the triple one is second in the class at the moment, and that's the Autorama car. That can't be right, can it? 
Is that the triple? Oh, it's the 112. It's the 112. So it's the fifth place Autorama car. Excuse me. Uh, in who's getting turned around right in front of fourth place in the race. And yeah. who, who's the other TCR there? Black Stealthy Car. Black Stealthy TCR, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's hard to tell. We haven't got the... Oh, he pops out and then yeah, he gets it wrong. He's off and... Oh, it's a terrible rejoin though, isn't it? Um, no, what, well, basically, he's tried not to go. He's, he's just lost the pace, and he's, he's carrying well, on sneaking. Was that the 100, the teamwork car? It's, yeah. No, no it's not, not. No, no. I don't think so. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is more like it. Oh. It's, it's, it's the, the leader. leader. It's, it's, it's the, the leader. leader. <laughs> that was the leading TCR car making the mistake. Thank you, Will. Brilliant stuff. God, I wish we could do that in real that, life. That would solve so that's, many problems. That's 4K. That's 4K <laughs> style, isn't it? Just yeah. zoom in on the bit. <laughs> so this Absolutely is the leader coming to lap the fifth place car and diving down the inside. That's going a 9,000 rating, that is. Oh, that's oh, a God. terrible rejoin. He should have just missed the chicane. Only 1.1 seconds. He's leading by miles. He should have just, 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 just gone over and carried on. I don't know what he was thinking there. That's Diogo Cipinto, who is the highest I-rated driver there. It proves, though, Nick, that a moment's loss of concentration, it's that coming back on from the sausage mm. curve, the sleeping policeman that's caused the damage. Now, has he got damage? That's the question. He appears to have got away with it, which is, which is, which is, which is nice. But uh, they are tough, the TCRs, in fairness to them. Um, well, normally we see them in the real world. They're flapping the uh, the wheel arch extensions at the front like angry or disgruntled penguins, aren't they? Yeah. They always sort exactly. of, you know and what I mean? And normally a, 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 they very rarely end up with a hole in their bumper as well. Oh, at that's the end a good of the point. Uh, which always has some minor aero effect, but it looks like the cars have got away with that. But yeah, I mean, I think that's a, it's good to see a man with a 9,000 I rating make a basic mistake that even I'll be proud of. <laughs> I have an I rating of, 12, of what, 1260. I can, I can make that worse for you, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of RC, uh, says Bob, uh, I think a lot of real-world drivers are doing a great job of e-racing, and they would probably, as the second-place team e, uh, WRT come in for their last stop, and that was fuel only, wasn't it? As we expected. Uh Real-world drivers doing a great job of e-racing would be far bit RC as they can seem to react to visual feedback rather than the accelerometer at the base of the spine. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting, actually, because obviously, you know, everyone knows that Lewis Hamilton started when he was very, very young in RC. Uh, Gary Paffitt was an RC champion as well when he was less moany and younger. Um, you know, uh, Pedro de la Rosa was a European champion uh, at off-road was RC. He? Yeah, he was double that. European champion and second in the world championship back in the late 80s. So, um, yeah, and many, many other guys have made that, that, that link across. Um, I would be surprised, actually, you know, if, if any, RC, any, any professional driver could actually drop into RC and, and be particularly quick, particularly quickly. It's a very different skill because of the way you're not actually in the car and looking at it. I'm not saying they couldn't get there, but I don't think the speed of which the 
professional drivers have picked up sim racing will be replicated in RC racing. That's not to say RC racing is, is anything other than just it's just a slightly different visual skill and visual concept that takes it's a little bit longer. the controls is the, what yeah, yeah, and it's it's it, you get that bit quite quickly. But then the, the other thing to remember is, of course, RC cars and certainly, well, certainly the track cars can do things because of their level of grip and level of weight. The, the racing line on an RC car is not the same as the racing line for a full-size car no. they, they have an incredible uh, moment of turn available you turn to really late don't you yeah but i mean i've no doubt that anyone who has good hand-eye coordination like a professional racing driver does and an understanding of basic car mechanics would physics, yeah. be very very good but rather than taking them six weeks i think it would take them six months right okay so gil branson has done his last his uh, has done his last stop and can easily go to the end of the race that looked like a time stop to me it didn't look like a full fill uh nick for the yep. second place uh, number two would be, yeah he doesn't he doesn't it, yeah he doesn't need a full fill because you know, 18 it, it, laps to go for the last thing he needed a full fill was us and apparently at the moment i've just been told we are 0.4 of a lap short so you know lifting coast uh Yelma Berman on camera and back on the track after that very very long series of pit stops um drop out car changes everything else has dropped all the way down to 15th in class. Um, unfortunately, still several laps ahead of us in 17th in class. Uh, and uh, behind Tibbet Racing, which is annoying because we were racing with him until, until about two hours ago, um, he's a lap behind the Tibbet Racing car. And you can see, that despite all that time in the pits, if you're looking, if you're, if you'll see the pictures, you'll see that the bonnet is still crumpled, so you don't get a full fix if you had a massive accident. You get a patch-up, just as you would do in real life. I still think the thing that needs to be added on is uh, uh, gaffer tape, unpa mm. unpainted panels, yes, and, uh, and tie wraps that are flapping around a bit. I think, cut I, off. I think you definitely need to have the panel that's, not, as you say, not quite attached. I mean, it's quite a difficult bit of modelling to do and takes a lot of processing power, but I definitely think your flapping panels, 100%. <laughs> and if you replace a bonnet, I think it shouldn't be the actual colours you had. That would be great. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting point about this. This car, let's, let's just have a little bit of a go at the damage model because this car did, did lose its bonnet entirely, so they would have replaced it with a new one rather than this crumpled one they've given it. No, I know, <laughs> but that's not... It's it, it a visual indication that it's actually broken, of course. You have, you have exactly. It's a, it's a visual reputation, a representation of a problem on the car. It doesn't have to exactly model it. The driver's feeling the problem. I mean, it's got one brake light out as well. Uh, yeah, that's the quite. That, that, they, they do model that as well, which is quite amusing. I think. Yeah, you suddenly you're, you're a brake light down as well. It's quite good. Yeah, I like it. I think it's good. And yeah, the and, onboards, and, the onboard shots in the dark at Monza are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. What actually happens is that every two or three weeks there are, there's a big update for iRacing every quarter, but they have little updates all the time. And most of the updates actually the car model updates. They aren't changing anything. They're just remodeling the damage the whole time to make it more realistic. So more things will ping off in different angles depending on how you hit it, rather than just showing a general, oh, that's the front left. Some very exciting new cars coming. Yes. I'm, is, um, I'm not allowed to talk about. Well, there's one, I, 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 if, you know, if you know something I don't know, I think there's a car coming that, that might interest one of our regular regular contributors to the uh, Twitter pages. Really? Yeah. I have been told that. By a man with blonde, spiky hair. I'm with blonde, spiky hair. Mm -hmm. Right. Has been intimating that a car that he drives may well be modelled soon. Okay. 
Well, it'll have to be happening because it takes about six months to for iRacing to from start to finish. I was talking to the guys the other day about that. I'll let you send me a message on the chat about that because I'm now intrigued. I'll do it right now. You, I don't know, you, may, you may well have heard it. A GT3 or GT4? Just told you now. Okay. Oh, GT3. Okay. I know of a GT4 that's coming. Yes, we all know that one. That one, that one, that that cat is out of the bag. Is it? That, that's not even a secret anymore. The BMW M4 is coming out in GT4 to take take on our GT, the GT4 class with this Porsche we've been watching here. Um, I think I'm doing the official launch of one of them. Brilliant. Forward to. There's also two more single seaters, both on the road to Indy. Um, the Indy Light is coming out, and I think there's another Formula 4 2000. I believe has also been released in a few weeks. Oh, Jeremy Shaw want to be in that. Yeah, I think the whole he can basically he can do the uh, the USA scholarship, scholarship thing, yeah. without he can do the whole thing virtually this year. It's no problem at all. Rob Chalmers said, "If you things that we'd like to see modelled is a virtual door from a road car in the paddock in metallic blue. Mm-hmm. That that is that is proper old will hire twenty four hour spares from the car park. Yeah, a, a, a virtual alternator from the road car. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that sort of thing." I mean, it wasn't that long ago, was it, that um, was it Coroyser borrowed ball joints from a, for the Dubai 24 hours? Yeah, yeah, ball joints from the ball car because he couldn't get them. There's no BMW yeah. open, so they went to the BMW Owners Club of the UAE and some, I can't remember if they sent mechanics to somebody's house. Yes, they did. They sent mechanics to somebody's house and stripped the car down and got some, uh, was it ball joints? I think it was bo- no, it was a bearing. It was a wheel bearing. Wheel, that was wheel, wheel bearings. Wheel, wheel that's bearings. right. Yeah. It, was, it was wheel bearings. Brilliant. Spirit of race, spirit of endurance. Hashtag this is endurance for Kravetnik. That's the way it goes on. WRT still first and second. What have we got left in terms of laps to go? 16 laps to go. Let me just check that. Yep, 16 laps to go. Just under half an hour. 28 and a half minutes. And the leader, by my calculations, is 21 laps into the stint, but Bertolotti. So he can do another eight laps. So that's going to leave him eight laps. So it's gone yeah. up one since the last time. We said seven or eight. Seven or eight, yeah. It's, it's, that could, that could absolutely knacker your chances, lads. Yeah, we could we could do them getting ahead of us one more lap and just reducing our requirements by a lap. Otherwise, we might have to stop. I'm sure I'm sure Darren's in fuel full save mode. It's fine. Our, our, our main our rival for 16th overall. They're in the pits at the moment. Well, you've uh, done 14 lap laps. Ahead. They were a lap ahead. You've um, done, you've done 14 laps already, uh, and the 16 to go. So that's 30. We have seen people do 30, but not I think in an EMG. But we knew we had to do it from the moment he left the pit lane. So hopefully, if it's possible, Darren has been feathering as he goes. Yeah, lifted course. So Joe Bradley, every so often in his ear, has been going beep, beep, <laughs> to tell him when to lift off. Mm. Uh, if you're only just joining us now, it's been a cracking race and all of the archive will be available. Sound, vision and a replayable timing as well via the pages at radio-show.co.uk we're back with more virtual racing next Thursday 10.30 UK time Michelin really Countdown to Green really looking forward to this um, VIR with GTE is getting 
fabulous. Well, VIR is normally the venue for the Michelin's GT Challenge, and it will be 50 real-world drivers, all in GT Le Mans cars, GTE cars, uh, for a 90-minute sprint. One mandatory pit stop, or one pit stop for fuel, should I say, not mandatory, but there will be at least one pit stop, and a competition yellow in there at some stage as well. Really looking forward to that. And then Saturday, so a week today, we're back with the digital NLS, Nürburgring Langstrecken series. And that's another three-hour race. Check radio-show.co.uk for all of the broadcast details, sound, vision, and the three audio channels all listed on there. Coming up in 25 minutes, by the way, if you're in the... Heard us talking earlier on about our new football rewind programme. Well, it's three o'clock Pacific time in 25 minutes. And on RS3, that makes another chance to hear the football rewind. Hereford United versus Newcastle United in the FA Cup. And Declan Brennan with Steve Hill, noted football journalist, looked back on what was an extraordinary feat of giant killing at the time and has gone down in FA Cup history. I've noticed, John, your promoing that slightly differently because I remember when you did the first promo, you mentioned they overthrew the mighty Newcastle. You've dropped that part of the sentence, haven't you? Yeah, I think it was completely predictable <laughs> that uh, Hereford United would take on uh, Newcastle. No. Uh, it's a great programme. And I recommend, if you, if you are at all interested in football uh, and you like the way that we do our motor racing coverage, well, you know Declan for a midweek motorsport and Mad makes his, earns his living as a PR rep for real world motor racing teams and is a bit of a marketing genius but he's a mine of information on stick and ball sports as well and he came up with the idea of the football rewind and he's put his heart and soul into it absolutely superb well worth a listen it's informative um, funny and there are a couple of oh you have to be oh. kidding me moments 6.7 seconds, the gap between Ryder Engineering for Atmazella and Adam Christodoulou for Team Abbott Racing. And who had the last, the best last lap then between those two? Answer, Florian, by about a second. Yeah, Half a getting, second. Gaining, I, my guess is the Florian's car isn't isn't carrying the sort of historical damage that, that Adam's is. So... Uh, He's probably, I think a second is surprising. It may well be in there was a traffic difference as well, but yeah. it looks like Florian has got a chance to make this up. He's got, what are you saying? We've still got 22 minutes and we've still got 12, 13 laps to go. Yeah. Uh, by my reckoning, at the pace of the leader currently, uh, we have indeed 13 laps to go. It's got the three. Florian, stop. Say again? Florian's on 20 laps for his stint. He's going to have to stop again. Because he won't get 13. He's going to get another nine. So Florian has a pit stop to make. Yeah. Does do, um, ABBA have a pit stop to make or not? Uh, Adam Christodoulou has done 16 laps on this stint. So it's going to be tight. Up and go. So, yeah, so he, 
which may be why he's losing a second. It may be he's in lifting coast mode to get to the end. He's very good um, at that in the real world. Very so good indeed. He's in lifting coast. Now, interestingly, we can't see it, but if you look at that zero with the red edges around it, on his, which, which on his dashboard would actually have a number on it, and that number would be, would be the fuel mode, one, two, or three. We, we've left ours in three the whole time because it's uh, most fun. But you can go two or to one, and it would have on his dashboard telling him exactly what he is, uh, his with, fuel with, mode and his flame fuel. With three being the richest and one yeah. being the leanest. That's right, yep, right, absolutely. Okay. The only problem is with these cars, as we said, if you, if you go down a fuel mode, it does change the hand, the cold unders do a bit. It does actually, you, you use the power of the car actually to slightly um, help the rotation. The yeah. You can, do, if you're clever though, like Adam, you can slightly do that on the brakes, even with an ABS oh, brake car. Yeah. Absolutely certain what he'll end up doing is he'll dial the the um the ABS back backwards to give it, yeah break with rotation. Oh, you wouldn't take ABS off on these cars. They are horrid with the ABS off. Uh -huh. He will turn it down. I was going to say, what level of control do you have on on a G, on the GT3 model for ABS? Uh, one to ten. Uh, one to eleven. The really weird thing is, it goes from one to twelve, and twelve is off. So eleven is the most, and twelve is off. <laughs> oh, I see. Not massively logical. I mean, when we were testing, we didn't realise what was going on until we found that bit out. <laughs> That's kind of pretty important, isn't it? Matt? Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's try. Let's try Max from ABS. It's not very good this ABS, is it? <laughs> He's off. Right. You didn't read the instruction but, manual, did you? Well, obviously not. We're blokes. No. Like me. You've got um, you've got eleven um, uh, for traction control as well. Tend to because of the, um, the coming out from very low speed corners, especially in the turn one. We tend to we, be, we have actually been going up the traction control throughout the whole race mainly because it keeps the car planted in this dirty area just coming out of turn one so yeah we, we're actually running a lot more traction control now at this part of the race than so we're you're making on. the traction control more sensitive you're basically less wheel spin yeah less but we're basically just making it so we can just plant the car plant the front throttles which we're taking away that danger of it sliding out um just because it, 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 oddly it was getting more slippy as the car as it got dirtier, so it's 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 a key point there. Losing a little bit because you put the traction control is not how much you'd lose if you actually get some wheel spin. You go sideways, so we've just found that actually creeping it up has helped. Normally, the fast drivers will turn that sensitivity down and control it with their right foot. Mm, I think it, that's that's true, and I think that's one of the, the slight. You can use you more fuel get. doing it the old way. Yeah, you but I think a lot more fuel. Seems, yeah, and I agree, but it's, it's just, you know, as always, when you're you're trying to, to keep, oh. you know, three commentators, a, a, a Gatwick uh, a IT man and a, a race car engineer pointing in the right direction, you have to set things up slightly differently. There's a, as a strange camera angle from that car. I think it was just a strange angle of the uh, rear spoiler. Uh, that gap between 10th, Earl Bamba Motorsport, the Kiwi team with Reid Harker on board and Maxi Prodol for writer engineering in the... Uh, in the scourge <laughs> blue I'm and white sure. car how the heck is that car still I going I have no clue and the tyres nine but there is there is no fairness in the There's world no justice yeah <laughs> no it's justice. down to 3.1 seconds come on Earl Bamba <laughs> EBM Earl Bamba Motorsport real world team run by uh, Earl and his brother Will and Will no main driver himself and he has competed of course in the real world at Preventing events, including at uh, Dubai, he was brilliant in the wet in Dubai. Which was which was Dubai this year? Well, pretty much, yeah. So, knocking on the door now of 
the well in fact inside the last 10 laps now to go with just 18 minutes to go predicting 10 laps to go now and we should be seeing the leader in within a lap or two this is about to get busy Merkel Bortolotti three laps away from a full fuel run he can stop any time now I don't know why he just doesn't stop oh big slide that was that was going wrong from two corners before that that was the Alabama Motorsport car, the black and red GT3 AMG. Coming up towards the Ascari chicane. And, oh, he got, he got it screwy under braking. That's not Ascari, okay. it's the second chicane. Okay, second chicane, okay. So he got it screwy under braking. So I think he must have put his, his, his wheel onto the dirt as he braked. That's, that's the only reason that would do that. So he's. Oh, right in the middle of the track. No, he's, no, he's gone. He's, he's got his rear wheel on the, on the dirt as he brakes. And that turn, he's held it well. Good held it well. Um, and then, it, it, but then, of course, it's, it's, it, it, at that point, it's very unstable. You're, you're controlling a pendulum, effectively. How annoying. He got so close to the back of that car. Now he's got to do it again. But he's clearly got the pace in that car. He's dropped down over five seconds, and he's already reeled him in by half a second. Nothing inherently wrong. That was just a little, you know... Ooh. Two foot error. That's, a, that's, a, that's going to be a point just to avoid uh, an off track point. Question, just to try Nick, to... from mm-hmm. uh, about uh, consumables. Yeah. Do you use more brake pad when you turn up the ABS as you would in real life? Uh, the brake pad wear, as I understand it, is not being modelled on this right. particular. You, you do get a choice of three different brake pads um, for the level of sharpness of retardation so you you can get oh, really? uh, heavier brake pads yeah they may make the brakes a bit sharper it isn't necessarily that they that they can feel a bit unpleasant a bit grabby so you have that choice um i think we're on the middle brake pad choice um we tried them all uh it isn't because you've got abs it, yeah we, we, we are running the amateur let's smash the brakes so actually the limiting factor is is the tire rip and not that the brake rotors couple of mistakes so. by the leader in the GT4 Club Sport category. Marcel Fassbender has been off the track at least a couple of times there. Now he's been in the car a long time. People are getting tired. Uh, I think Men- they are. Tired. There's Not been a lot of dark. Tired. Yeah. Been a lot of dark. So uh, that is the 476. Yeah, yeah. He's been in 31 laps, but he's got another 10 laps to do. He'll ha- he'll be taking that car to the end. 41 laps. 42 laps. I've seen. Some of the no, too much curb, too much curb. I wonder if he's running out of tyre. You can, you can pick up a bit understeer, but that is just being a bit too ambitious, and he would have got to slow down for that as well for about a second. But yeah, that was that was mostly just, just being too ambitious on that second curb. It's a big, it's a big one. It really is. I'm just making sure he's not doing a double long double stint. Yes, he is. That's yeah, exactly what he, uh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He still might be. I just haven't got to the end of the <laughs> graph yet. I'm scrolling backwards and forwards. Uh, no, he took the car over from Tom Valentini, didn't he? So, But he has done, Marcel Fassbender has done a double stint. So that's over 80 laps. Yeah, that's a long time in the dark, you know, 
Now, that was earlier. That was earlier before it got dark. But he's, he's now going to have to do another 41, 42 laps to get that car home. And you've got to think he's, he's feeling it now. Mirko Bortolotti yep. has done his 28 lap stint. Don't Should be in this time around. And then it'll be an eight lap, seven or eight lap sprint to the end. Depends how long he's standing still. The gap is over a lap to his teammate. His teammate should get back on the lead lap, but only just. Might not. It could be the only car on the lead lap at the end of this. And remember, they have had a disconnection. Both the WRT cars have had a disconnection issue. So that is an awesome run for them, Nick. Well, yeah, because that disconnection cost them a couple of minutes at least. And there's Mirko hits the pit lane limiter and he trundles down the Monza pit lane. He's, he, he, because he qualified um, near the front, he'll be towards pit exit. And you will, I'm not sure whether you don't think, do you see the man in there? No, you don't with really, his camera. No, He's actually no. going for a man with a lollipop. You can't see them, but they are there. Both the Polish drivers for WRT, both Pietra and. Uh, Marcus, uh, Markin uh, had disconnection problems in the WRT, so they were thinking it was uh, some sort of issue with the Polish network. Yeah, very short stop. All they've got to do is put enough in to get him to the end. Yeah, they've, they've, they've given him a bit extra. That's more, like, that's more than eight laps of fuel, but you, why wouldn't you when you've got such a, uh, a fine advantage? And his teammate has just got back on the lead lap just got back on the lead lap yeah he's coming towards the uh, he's just gone through the second chicane as Merck goes to the first chicane so yeah it's a, it's a yeah it's, it's good to be, it, it was nice to finish on the lead the same lap as the leader so it's even nicer when the leader is your t- well I say nice it's, even, it's better for the team than the leader is your teammate um, and it's been a, a yeah a really superb performance by WRT they, they've gone up they went away and did a huge amount of work and they weren't showing their hand at all as I said we didn't see in any of the test sessions until yesterday when they when they had to connect to make sure everything was working um, and then they didn't look particularly slow or particularly fast just like any other professional driver would um, but they've really come to the fore perhaps because Red Camel Sports shot themselves in the foot with that one mistake and it is unfortunately like any as you say John you know endurance races now are a selection of sprints 12 or 13 sprints and you get one of those and you trip over one of those sprints and you've fallen over the entire race haven't you uh, and that and it's so hard to make that time back unless mm. somebody else suffers the same fate it is just so hard to make that back uh, Florian Atmazella getting closer and closer to Adam Christodoulou in the battle for seventh position, Team Abbott. That's where you should have been, mate. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, but it's 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 also the fact that we we know Florian is going to have to stop. So this is this is this is a this is a fun battle. But the fact is that Florian has to stop. Adam, we're sure, is is saving the extra one lap of fuel not to have to stop. So um, this is a is a virtual battle in a virtual race. It's not a real battle against each other. Yeah, he is four laps to the good, Adam Christodoulou on fuel at Mazella 25 laps I don't think that car that right I, I don't think we've seen a 30 lap stint for a, from a Mercedes I really no. don't bad news we have to do that yeah. um, oh, I, I, Adam might have to as well Adam might have to as well I think Adam I think Adam if he knew he had to do it from the start Adam Adam as a professional driver knowing the Mercedes knowing that, and I'm sure they'll have done some testing on what to say with the fuel 
I'm sure Adam can get that knee connection left out. So, interestingly, after that big thrilling moment for Alabama Motorsport in the number 10 car, they haven't managed to get back up to the 79 right of engineering of Maximilian Frodo. They, he was he was four behind at the, uh, he was 1.3 behind, had that screwy moment jump to 4.3 behind, and now it's dropped to eight. So. He may have had another moment we haven't seen. It might just be that's it. He's just it's just not got the pace. So there's a slight problem with the car. Who knows? Yeah, that is uh, what did we reckon that was? The battle for tenth was ninth and tenth in class. Ninth and tenth in class. Yeah, with the two Porsches well, ahead of them, of course. That's well done to the MRS Sim team, by the way. Sorry. If well done to the MRS Sim team. That's um, very impressive. Yeah, with, uh, with under 10 minutes to go, let's check in on the classes again. And let's start with that uh, ninth and 10th placed pairing overall from MRS Sim Racing. Let's give them their due uh, reward for a wonderful race in the Porsche 991 Cup class. And MRS GT Racing... The 989 leading beautiful run from those guys was up I think in the top six at one stage Juka Hukavori the Finnish driver the Polish driver Gosio Rodest and listed as a semi-floor and Nicholas Labish who I think has done the bulk of the work in that car ahead of their teammates in the 980, which is the old Belgian crew, and they've done a cracking job as well to be that far up. It has, as Nick said earlier on, not necessarily through their own faults, been a pretty heavily. And, and as I say that, that's the second place car in class off. Second place car Ooh. in class is off, and they've only got two laps lead. And there was damage, they looked like the front wheels weren't straight. And that is a disaster for Gregory Vrandix. Now, did he do that on his own? Just going wide, maybe. Nick, you were right, you know. It, was, it is people getting tired out there at the moment. It's a very huge amount of mental concentration required, especially in, in the dark. I mean, obviously, you know, you're not actually physically tired, but mentally you are shot and certainly we're doing double stints at this point oh he, he lost it in the middle much curb. Is, he, is, he, is he got away he, he got away with it though he didn't actually land it into the barrier right so he got away with that one that's just a six seven second error and a wake-up call which is probably good he's got a wake-up call out and back into the full concentration for the remaining seven minutes i, I don't think he lose his top 10 finish there because he's got a lap on the Right to engineering, Maxi Pro. Oh, no, no, he did it. He slammed the back end, John. So he did has picked up a bit of damage. Again, he's got a lap, he'll be fine. Because it's so close to the end. And unless he... No, he'd been incredibly unlucky. He could have broken the rear toe link doing that, but he's not been, so he's fine. He'll just get out and get around. The good news is he's got two laps on the next Porsche, which is the Baz Curtin car, uh, with the Budavent Kuster behind the wheel of that. So, yeah, he did at the rear end of that, didn't he? That's actually done quite a big thud. Rear window, I think, was already out of that car. Now... It's quite warm tonight, so you can do the extra ventilation. Yes, like it, like what you're seeing. So, that was first and second with the NKPP by Baz Kooten in third. The GT4 Club Sport 
category it's for 718 Porsches. Marcel Fassbender, duo. Uh, that's again been rather dominated for the number 476. That's the duo by Sim RC. Fassbender, who has finishing off Tom, Val Tom Valentini. Fassbender has done two doubles. That's over eight, uh, 80. Oh, sorry, one double over 80 laps in one go. Charlie Collins and Matej Schlager, the other drivers, along with the Luxembourg driver Tom Valentini. They've done good work there. It's back down to 1.1 seconds between Reid Harker for Earl Barber Motorsport and writer engineering's Maxi Prodol. And just a quick mention as well. For the 176 duo by Sim RC, which is the now that really is an all-star team, isn't it? Jurgen Frank, Felix Luding, and Diogo Cipinto, Portuguese driver with the plus 9,000 I rating. They're going to win TCR at the moment. Here's the battle into the first chicane. Oh, and he spoke and he's hit him. So. Frank, Frank spins, just took too much pace in. Bamba hit the spin, the El Bamba Motorsport car hit the spinning car, but has gone through. That was just, I think, a, oh, a long leap. That was a very, very long, long, lazy spin. Just tried, the blue and white car just trying to take too much pace in. He saw the second car coming, oh, yeah, hit the inside curb, but really that was just all about too much pace into the corner that's a that's an interesting one because I, I mean I've, I've had accidents all around that track and I've never managed to do that well he Spin is on very old tyres is he ah that may well be it then he's, he's turned in he, he, I don't think he, he's, on, he's on 28 he's, lap he's, old tyres he's trail brake into there as well John he's trail brake onto that in old tyres and that's what happened he's carried on braking way past Apex and trailed it in the thing's loop um you better coming off the brakes on the corner, and then, and then if you think you're going too fast, giving it a sharp application in the middle and point straight. Well, he was. That's it. I reckon that's his last lap or next to last lap in the stint. Although there were new tyres at the start that stint, but it's a light car, light on fuel. I wonder if he was trying to just save a little bit of fuel to try and save a stop. I can't believe he's going to save enough though. To get to the end, I do think he's going to have to splash because there are still three laps to go, and I'm not sure he can get. Well, maybe he can get the 30 laps. If he can, then he's going to be okay. What's the situation with your car, Nick? The 62. 2.6 lap, 2.4 laps to go, and we are currently a fuel left, and we are just coming up to the second chicane. So we've got that is about. 2.4 laps, or perhaps a bit less. We've got about two, so realistically, we're about 0.2 of a lap short, I think. <laughs> so you do get a little bit extra. There's a proper running out. I did run it. I did do a run out test earlier, and it's quite interesting. And you can shake it and get a bit going again. You get an extra few hundred yards. And are you expecting anybody ahead of you to have to stop, Nick? No, I think this is um, this is this is where we are. I think at this point, which is. Unfortunately, an overall position of 17th. Um, overall 20, 21st overall, 17th in class, which is a little bit disappointing. 
But, you know, we fought a good fight. You've got 46 seconds to... Ah, Fassbender's just pitted in the leading Porsche. 718. And you were only 41 seconds behind him. So you might actually get a, another position on track, but not another class position. Oh, right. That'd be quite fun. Get so up that, some... would, that would put you inside oh, we... the top 20 overall. Well, that's that's the key thing. That's the key <laughs> thing now, is it? Well, no, it means we will only be behind our, our only, uh, you know, GT3 cars and uh, 991 cars. We won't oh, be no. behind. He's out again. Sorry. Oh, we're actually showing off. Sorry. Well, we're going past. The, we're going past the pit straight now. He, he's just pulled out, uh, and that was Fassbender shown in the pits, uh, and he was only on lap 38. And that, those cars can do 41. So. Oh, oh, left-hand side of the, of the uh, run out of uh, first chain there. I don't know who's panged it off there, but somebody had. I think it was the Red Camel. Rick Breukers is in the pits in the 98. So has there been a problem there? Prodal's in the pits for Ryter as well, as we expected. So yeah, what has Rick done? On camera. Oh, oh, huge no. off through. Eight minutes to go, and he's thrown it off and lost. The, uh, there's no engine in that part where the bonnet's fallen off. Of course, the mid-engine. Wow, that's not very Rick Breuker this, but he's getting tired as well. Well, just hammered. Ah, uh, that, yeah, that 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 final sausage curb. You cannot take liberties with it. It will it will take the car a foot in the ground. And and I, I always remember one of my favourite quotes, and I shouldn't be don't smoke up the backside but one of the favourite things I remember when you talk about four wheel drive RC cars you've got four wheel drive but none of the wheels are on, are on the ground it's not doing anything no that is true <laughs> and that, that was the point there there's no wheels on the ground therefore you can't steer it so he's um, absolutely far too much edge of frustration who knows must be must be disappointed for Rick he started off as a favourite everything was going well for, what was it four or five hours <laughs> And then a minor mistake by Luke and some fabulous teamwork by WRT. And he's staring not even a podium. Uh, we are banned from talking about the Porsches 989 and 980 till the end of the race. Uh, <laughs> apparently, apparently, uh, that has just gone up on the, oh, uh, on the world feed. He's coming for fuel. Yeah. Darren into the pits for fuel. So he's going to be all right, though. He won't lose... He was only 11 seconds behind Fassbender to get into the top 20. Must have mm. thought he could make it. Uh, last lap. This is the last lap. Time has just elapsed. So I think you probably could have made that, Nick. I do. Yeah. Oh, well. But you're not going to lose a position. Let's celebrate WRT. It's been an absolute cracker. It's going to be about a minute and 20 seconds on a minute and 50 second lap. So, only the two WRT cars on the lead lap. Red Camel Sports. Rick Breukers with two uncharacteristic, or the Breukers brothers rather, one from Luke and there at the end, and hard-charging Rick Breukers trying to get up into the top four. They've thrown away any chance of a victory. So, what a shame for them in that uh, bright orange Ferrari but a fabulous run from WRT 
did their testing in private, as Nick Damon was saying. They only turned up when they absolutely had to. Fastest lap of the race will go to Red Camel Esports, but they're dropping out of the top five. They should just about hold on to sixth position, although Christodoulou might come through and pit them for Team Abba Racing. What a drive back from Team Abba Racing as Bortolotti on three or two stint old, not three stint old tyres, isn't it, effectively, comes through. And WRT then win the Creventic Hancock 12 hours of Monza. Then there'll be a bit of a wait. Through comes Diogo Cipinto for the 176. That's the leaders in, and now the winners in TCR for, for duo MRS GT Racing have bossed the class. At, uh, Nicholas Laubisch takes the car across the line so Fassbender got out at the end and Laubisch got in just for the glory lap Gregory Vanks comes home in second for the 980 so the two MRS cars so two two car teams on first and second positions in two of the classes and then we've got a third team who've got two winners of course with duo Portolotti smoking out the tyres Fantastic victory for WRT. Remember, both of the Polish drivers in those leading Belgian-entered WRT Audis had <laughs> connection problems. Nick Damon, a thought from you before we get some driver interviews. Um, well, absolutely fantastic performance by Team E-Team WRT. You, I remember scrolling down the entries list and seeing that there was a uh, Kenton Cook and a Merkel Bortolotti with an E-Team WRT. I thought, that's going to be a problem. But my money initially was on uh, Red Camel Esports, the Broikers brothers, but you know they've made a couple of little mistakes. And let's be honest about this, WRT1 and WRT2 haven't. So very, very well-deserved winners. And congratulations also to MRS Sim Racing to get both their Porsches in the top 10 overall. Uh, yeah, that to me is great as well. Uh, not without, as we said, WRT didn't have a fault this race, but not their fault with the disconnections in in Poland. Uh, Team Abbott definitely get an honourable mention for me. H horrible problems for them with two full-time, three full-time uh, real-world drivers in the car. Sam Neary, Adam Christodoulou and Tom Onslow Cole. And yet they got back... Now, where did they get back to? Seventh, Seventh position in the end. Just failed to get into the top six. That's a pretty good run for them. And they just I'm kept sure going. Be, after, yeah, after the, the terrible start, which, you know, was down to a mistake, and then the, the, having to ha carry a handicap for the, uh, another 11 hours and 52 minutes. That's a great performance. A great comeback performance. Full 12 hours completed in one go. And confirming then a first and second position for Audi E-Team WRT, the Belgian squad, with both of their cars then. So congratulations to Mirko Bortolotti, Kenton Cook and Marcin Shimshak and Kenneth Gilbranson, Fabrice Canella and uh, Canels and uh, Pietra in the second place car. Optimum in third, Ramaz Azam only coming in in the darkness uh, in the number 66. I'm taking that car to a podium finish from Leipzig. Fun Motorsports, 
certainly a mention for them as well. The BMW, not the fancied car there, kept out of the way that teal blue, white and M Sport striped car really just kept clocking the laps up and finishes up with a top five finish ahead of Red Camel. Then Team Abba, writer Earl Bamba get the verdict in that battle they were having with writer engineering, the blue and white car. Uh, so many times we saw it off the track or in incidents, but still ends up with a top 10. Extraordinary. As far as the GT3 category concerned, 11th for Sicily, although down a little bit because we had a couple of portions there. So Grand Sport, Atlas BX, they'll be disappointed. John Cum Kim finishing the race off. That was the pole sitting car. Tibbet racing up to 14th in the mm. BMW. Esport Black Falcon with odd problems at the end after coming together, which was avoidable with RS Racing, who finished one behind them. Team RSL, 17th position, so almost halfway up the class and 21st overall. EB Motors, Team Speed Monkeys, car collection for your top 20. But all these cars with big problems from then on the... Uh, 88, the red car collection car, that had been going very well. Andreas Fink was the sharp end of the field. Atlanta Speedworks got a couple of accidents which knocked them back. Team Webhead's had to change an engine earlier on. Ferry Monsters, eSports with their problems as well. And Duo, Swiss Team, MRS, GT, Fat Orco, Tech were running well early on as well. Team Johnson, Eva Solo, Soren Johnson, not really with the spirit of the race award, I'm afraid. And uh, rather too much, too many accidents there. And 30th for uh, Team Simone La Quinta. And in the 993 class, inside the top 10 for the two MRS racing cars, 9th and 10th overall, and they win it from NKPP Racing, the 991 Baz Kooten car from Porsche Lorient, but they were laps, lots of laps down, nearly 50 laps back. Speed Lover, Race Union and Process Sim Racing all having problems in the first half to two-thirds of the race and finishing over 120 laps down for the best of them in Speed Lover. They seem to get bashed around a little bit. In Club Sport, the GT4 category, that was a win for Duo by Sim RC and Marcel Fessbender ahead of the Heli ABK car and then Leipert in third position. But laps between them, not the battle we normally see there. Virage in fourth position. Good fight back from them ahead of Ferder. The second team Virage car. Zorg Rensport, Munkoff had problems early on, as did Zorg Rensport and PG Motorsport finish in 10th, although they were out of it from early on. And finally in the TCR category, the man with the biggest eye rating, Diogo Supinto, anchored the car to the victory. Another duo by Simarsi. Victory ahead of the yellow and black Leipert Sports triple one car. Zorg Rensport, 133 in third from Autorama, who came back to fourth and just sneaked ahead of teamwork in the last hour there. Must uh, admit, I didn't notice that one. Well done to them. Then Ferry, Viper, Spa, Lestrup and Energy Driven Motorsports. 
So that's the where they stand. Not seeing any drivers at the moment. Oh, yes, I am. Let's uh, dive into there and see who we've got. Uh, let's have a quick word. I need to make that a bit bigger so I can see those guys. Uh, let's pick up some winners there. And we'll start with uh, Duo and Jürgen Frank. Jürgen, congratulations. We're making a bit of a habit of talking to you after uh, your ra race victories. That looked like uh, it might look on the timing screen as though that was fairly easy. I suspect you'll say it was far from that. Yeah, good evening. Yeah, it was far from easy. Um, it was a very difficult race. Um, not from the pace, but uh, you had to survive today. Um, even the start with um, all groups or all classes uh, starting at the same, that was very difficult. But um, I have to say it was the start was the cleanest. It was really good. And it's, it, it's been a very good day for your team as well. I'm going to bring Tom Valentini in uh, as well from the GT4 Porsche class. Tom, welcome in. We've got Jürgen in here from the uh, Duo Sim uh, RC uh, winning TCR car. Tom, that was a cracking run for the GT4 class as well for you. Congratulations. Yeah, good evening and thank you very much. Uh, what What is it about uh, this Duo uh, Sim RC team that uh, just seemed to get it right more times than not, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it was quite difficult today in the traffic and uh, we managed it quite well and that was, in the end, the uh, key to success. And the car looked pretty uh, pretty pristine at the end. No damage for you guys through the race? Uh, I think we had some damage um, after contact with GT Week car. Um, but we, we lost uh, three or four KHPM, and, um, but uh, it was still quite good at the end of the car. Well, well done. And Jürgen, a final word from you. You make, As I said, you're making a, a habit of this. We're going to see you back out on the Nürburgring next weekend? Yeah, sure. We will try to win the next race on the Nürburgring. And uh, at first, I have to thank uh, the Duvo team mm. who made it possible for us to race here. Um, yeah, thank you very much to Ben Wagner, who is the team manager. And yeah, I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, and we are too. Jürgen, Tom, thank you very much uh, for joining us uh, this evening and for the racing today. Nice, clean racing from those guys. Uh, let's move on to the Porsche 911 category. Uh, and from the 989 second place car, Yuka Hunkavuri, uh, Yuka Congratulations, another great team performance and second place for you. Hello, Yuka. Hey, yeah, I can hear you. Um, I thought that in the 991 class we have the uh, first place. No? Oh, so you have the first place. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. You absolutely do. you ahead of your uh, team car in second position, but it was a great team victory. What was the, uh, what was the key to that? The cars looked pretty undamaged at the end. Yeah, I think, you know, it's uh, it's all about in this kind of a long race to stay out of trouble. And uh, and I think uh, our team did a great, good job on that. So um, obviously it was a big help to have Nicholas with us because uh, he has a lot of experience in uh, in uh, simulators. So uh, he was a big help. And uh, Gossi and I, uh, we were just trying to be stable. And uh, yeah, I think it was paying off at the end.
Uh, we'll bring your teammates in as well. Nicholas Labish, uh, great victory. Uh, 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 it's just after the end of the race. Do, do I say, did you enjoy that? Can you can you work out whether you've enjoyed that yet? A, a win's always a good finish, of course. Yeah, first of all, uh, we had some sim problems, so uh, we decided that I'm going to do the last three hours, which of course was pretty hard for me, because uh, right before I also did three hours. Um, but actually, it was pretty fun to race. It was just a bit of nerve-wracking, because it was really dark, and there are a lot of TCR cars which you have to uh, strategically um, overtake and some GT3 cars which will definitely uh, overtake you before the corner. It was really hard but especially the uh, last hour was definitely so much fun. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Gosia, thanks for joining us. Uh, long time since I saw you in the Audi TT uh, paddock uh, and how was your sim racing this evening? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, good evening. Hello, everyone. Actually, that was my first ever sim racing experience if you're talking about racing. So it was my first ever uh, race and yeah, not the first one uh, with MRS. We had a chance to do together with Dubai and same with Yuka. We raced this year in Dubai 24 hours. So I really enjoy I mean, the guys did an amazing job, uh, both Yuka and Niklas. I was struggling a bit with my sim as just before the start of the race, my just steering wheel stopped working. Oh. So I needed to decalibrate everything from scratch, but I really like it. Uh, Porsche is very tri tricky car i think the the hardest one actually to drive on racing mm. but it was just amazing so thank you for yeah having the opportunity thank you to mrs and of course to, to teammates i really really enjoyed and looking forward to another race well and uh, standing on the top step of the podium congratulations to you guys and your teammates coming in second well done thank you very much indeed for joining us this evening let's continue uh, with uh, some more drivers I think I saw Kenton in there. Yes, I did from the winning car and uh, Martin as well. And is Mirko Bortolotti in there? I thought I saw him uh, for a moment. Kenton Cook, Martin. Now, am I saying this right? Shripshack, Martin. Is that the right way to say your <laughs> name? Shripshack, almost. Almost. Close close enough. Was good. Tell, tell yeah. me about the race today. Oh, Mirko Bortolotti's in there as well. Hi, Mirko. Uh, Martin, Hi, guys. Uh, it, it sounded like it was uh, a bit of a worrying time sometimes for you, uh, Martin, because there was a disconnect in there, which is a, a, something obviously we don't get in real world racing. But it, it, both of the the uh, guys in Poland had problems for WRT. No, it's fake news. Only Peter has a problem. Ah, I was okay. Okay. Uh, and how was the race for you then? The race was great. Uh, uh, it's uh, it was perfect from the beginning. Uh, Mirko Gut uh, was doing great job at the quali and first stand. I'll take the car in the second and all team did a perfect job. Uh, it was great to watch. Uh, Kenton, first time with the WRT guys and that's turned your look around. Does that mean that we're going to see something different on Thursday night as well? But tell us about that race first. You clearly enjoyed it. No, it was good fun. It was really cool to be a part uh, of this. And uh, I want to thank Mirko and Marcin for being awesome teammates to uh, bring bring the car home uh, in, in one piece. Mirko did an epic job uh, in the final stint doing a three, three and a half hours almost um, at the end there uh, to bring it home. And it's it's cool to it's it's an honor to, to kind of race with these guys. Um, Marcin is 
like pretty much a legend on on iRacing, and Mirko is just a legend in real life. And I just hope to <laughs> stack myself against him in uh, in real life one day. But it's been a pleasure. Mirko, I've got to say, watching uh, the onboards in the dark with you at the end in the dark around Monza, which we don't get to see in real life because of the noise restrictions, worth the price of admission alone. Did you enjoy it? Absolutely. I uh, had a good worth this uh, afternoon. Uh, talked to some guys at Monza if we can drive at night and they were they agreed. So I'm quite happy we got the chance to drive at night at Monza. No, just uh, jokes apart. Great experience. I'm really proud of the boys. We, did, we made a 1-2. Uh, don't forget the sister car. As we mentioned, they had a really unlucky situation with the disconnection, uh, which happens in in uh, in uh, an i racing in the i racing world. Um, normally, when you're leading the race, like like I had the chance in the end, um, in a race like that, you just pray to your gearbox, you pray to your <laughs> engine, and now you have to pray to your internet provider that you manage to finish your race. And that's quite funny, actually. And I'm, yeah, I'm quite happy. Uh, it's been a great, a great race, a great experience. And uh, and I want to thank everyone, uh, my teammates, as Kenton said. Also for me, it's a pleasure to drive with uh, with Kenton and uh, Marcin, as well as the other three guys on the second car. And uh, yeah, I'm really, really happy. Cool. Couldn't have been better. Uh, we'll see you on Thursday at VIR. Bit of a contrast there from what you've just been through. Yep, absolutely. Looking forward to that. Cheers, Mirko. Well done, mate. Excellent victory. Mirko Portolotti uh, winning the race for WRT. Kenneth, Gil- uh, Kenneth Gilbranson was part of the team in second position. Disconnect cost you any chance uh, of the lead, but a 1-2 for WRT. Are you kind of still OK with that or still a bit, oh, if only? Uh, no, I, I'm really happy for P2, P1 and P2 for the team. I it, it was unfortunate uh, to miss the one lap plus uh, with the disconnect, but uh, we fought back well. I think we were down in P7 or P6. Uh, so, yeah, we showed some great pace also. So. Well, pass on our best to the rest of the guys. Great stuff. Well done, Kenneth. And uh, one, two Thanks. for the team. Well done. Cheers. Uh, let's. I think we've got time for possibly a couple more interviews. Let's one question each to uh, Mark Rutgen from the number 410 car. Mark, tell us about your race. Well, it was a uh, real roller coaster, let's say. <laughs> uh, many ups and downs, luck, bad luck, some incidents we uh, couldn't avoid, but uh, overall, I can say we, we did a great job and uh, yeah, avoid as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we are very, very happy with P3 in the end. Uh, uh, and also, we've got Tobias Beckstadt from the Triple One TCR. A uh, bit of an up and down race for you guys as well, Tobias. Yeah, surely, because uh, uh, we tried to avoid as much as contact we could, but um, yeah, we did it. So uh, we couldn't uh, hang on with the first place. So uh, we decided to just uh, do our races and uh, yeah. That ended up P2. That's quite a good place, I think. Uh, I think you'd have taken that if I'd offered you at the start of the race. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Really great to watch today. Great entertainment. Tobias and Mark, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Cheers, guys. And that's just about it from us this evening. Thanks again to all the production crew and 
also of course uh, to the guys at Neo Endurance and Creventic. Uh, Nick Damon, see you on Thursday. Well, see you on Wednesday for midweek motorsport, uh, and then mm. Thursday for the next round of IMSA. You looking forward to that? Yeah, perhaps you come around and live at your house so I can get the snacks that Johnny had. Well, you know, you'll have to ask the boss for that. Yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Nick. Have a good rest of the weekend. Tim Gray was our executive producer, the responsible adult Eve Hewitt is omnipresent. Thanks to Will Vincent and the rest of his team uh, and to Neil Hekins and the Neo Endurance guys. I'm John Heindorf. Uh, thank you for joining us for this special presentation in Sound and Vision of the... 24-hour series by Hankook. 12 hours uh, at Monza. Monza in the dark. Who knew? Brilliant stuff. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.